It is Wednesday, my dudes. This is how I win. This is no democracy. It is a dictatorship. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Double hey. Load entirely. You're out of order. You're out of order. Everything that guy just says bullshit. Thank you. Welcome back to YLS. Um, want to first start off. Thank you guys so much for everything, everybody that posted on the um, Facebook group. Um, took some of those options, uh, burned some of the other options. Never going to happen. Just let you know. Um, well, things I've learned. I think the bracket is something that people enjoyed. Um, maybe not the Godfather one, but I think the bracket's a fun switch to YLS. It's still a debate, still an argument, but a lot of fun. So we'll be bringing that back in the uh summer and fall um but we'll talk about those more later um i will say this our time on twitch was fun we had fun we enjoyed what what we did but the fact that we can use the bitches back on youtube it's it's just it's not worth it it's not worth that's that's the difference between me and you the moment you're like oh yeah we're back on youtube and i'm so glad we're not on twitch and you're like Bitch is back. I was like, timeout function. I'm so glad I have my timeout button back. The timeout, yes. Um, he's happy for that. Uh, tonight's episode, I've watched a ton of movies. Not a ton for this list, but I watched a ton of movies this past week. I had a lot of fun. It's a perfect week to be on Logden, but I had to work and everybody had to close. Um, and we missed it. But yeah, I've watched uh, a lot of movies this week. Um, some with great performance, some with not. And some you guys had. Uh, Coho, yeah. you lost last week, right? I I got second last week. Got uh, yeah okay well yeah second uh, yes I, I I lost. If you ain't first, you're last. You know Ricky Bobby says uh, on this show if you if you ain't last, you're winning. So that's that true. That don't make no sense. If you're not <laughs> dead, you're winning. Um, exactly. So you and Boatman kind of been battling. Uh, yeah, I think we're tied. Um, I'm excited for you guys to get a little. Uh, um, I want you, I want the. Two episodes ago, I want the fight or three episodes ago. I want the. Fight. I don't think that's gonna happen tonight. I'll be honest. I don't think that's, that's gonna unfortunate. Happen um, we'll fight with somebody, okay? Uh, uh, Jack and I will start fighting with each other randomly. It'll be okay. Fun. I mean, bars right there. Uh, um, bar. Well, your, I don't want to like step in your territory. Bar. Yeah, yeah true. If there's a person that painted a target on someone's head. It's Bowman yeah. to Bar. Bar. Uh, you're like the king of third place. <sighs> I don't think you scored higher than third, right? You know, oh, no, I've gotten second, but I wasn't but that was Kurt. that. Kirk got him second. Oh, Kirk did get you second, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. It's, I like him and more. Everybody, everybody has their favorites. Kirk's one of mine. I, just love, I also hate him, but I love him. It's weird. Are you sure about that? <laughs> Not really. Uh, never really sure. Um, I don't really care what you say. We'll talk to you later. Um, You're not going to hear me at all this episode. I have a gut feeling. That's freaking great. Uh, I mean, oh, dang. Boatman. <laughs> Why do I come on here? I am dead inside. You're dead inside. Uh, Boat, how do you think you're going to do this week? 
Uh, you have been hit or miss. Like one week you had really bad. You were really bad. You said something about Mr. Feeney. Uh, the world that remember. wasn't that week. That was like oh. on another show, wasn't oh, it? Oh, well, but I think it carried over. I think there was an offensive thing that you said. I, know yeah, I thought I covered that up. That I realized that that I thought I was talking. About I understand you covered it, but I think it. I think it. I think it was before we went live. I think we. I don't know. Payson, if there's a Payson out there, he'll find out the answer for me. Um, how do you think you're going to do this week? Uh, I think I am not. I, don't I actually uh, think Jack. I'm... We're gonna go Jack. We're gonna. Do... I don't care. I don't care how you're gonna oh, okay. do. You're gonna. You're gonna do what you're gonna do. Jack. Jack's the star of the show. Everybody knows this. Uh, Jack has only seen about uh, sixty-five movies. Um, he's watched a few of them on repeat for the for his entire life. Uh, that entire bookshelf behind you, full of movies, is a lie. I don't think you put any of them ever in. Um, actually, pick a random one out right now. Just turn around, and close your eyes. Don't. Oh, you went okay, right fine, for the one fine, you want. Fine. Now grab one. Tell me what we're seeing. Uh, the Before Trilogy. I've seen one of them. That's a fucking shame and a half. Okay. I, uh, you, uh, I'm i dead inside. Okay, so how the show works. Everybody fucking knows how the show works. We're going to talk about these. So this is where it's going to start counting. Somebody asked me this question in the DM. They said, how do you rank a combined top 100? If there's the person that wins the most weeks, no, I've came. I've finally realized how I'm going to grade this. It's as as egregious as the pick is. So, like, if you have like a really great performance, that's great. It will help you build up your strength. But the worst you have high up, oh, that's cut down points. I'm giving people point tallies. I went through it last night. I went through them, and man, I have some choices. There's some movies I haven't seen, so people can be saved. But God forbid. Oh, and by the way. Spence, I want to clear this up real quick. I am not some common whore. You cannot buy me for $10 to do something on this show. Are you kidding me? If that's the case, there's people with bigger pockets that could have approached me a lot sooner about things and they didn't. And smaller pockets. Don't talk anymore. Okay. Um, Coho. Yeah. Go ahead. So I don't think I'm going to win this week. Let me preface that statement. Uh, my number 50 is Eddie Murphy in Dreamgirls. That's th- uh, Thunder Earl. Uh, my 49 is Anna Kendrick as Natalie Keener in Up in the Air. And my 48, I'm assuming this is a yikes, is Al Pacino as Michael Corleone in The Godfather Part Two. <laughs> this is where it ends? So part just... Two. Okay, part okay. two. So... Boat, just to help you out, you can wait till the other time to talk. Okay. About okay. So I'm going to talk about Michael on my own. Love it. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So uh, Eddie Murphy and Dreamgirls. Um, I really like that this is this takes a lot of his strengths and gives him something very against type to do. Um, he has a lot of energy in this performance. I think he's like really entertaining to watch as this like old school Motown style musician. I didn't really know Eddie Murphy could sing until I saw this, and he sings pretty well. Um, I enjoy a lot the like spirit that he brings to this. Uh, and then the way he interacts with like Jamie Foxx when Jamie Foxx is trying to be intimidating and threatening and the way he stands up with him. Um, I think this is like a performance. Like I honestly, he should have won the Oscar that year for this. I think he's incredible in this. Um, and yeah, uh, I think this is 
a brilliant one, and I wanted to highlight it. Uh, Anna Kendrick and Up in the Air. I think this is the best she's ever been. She should have won. She's category frauded by being a supporting actress that year. I don't know how the fuck that happened. She should have won best actress. Uh, but I love, I love what she brings to this. The way when we are introduced to her, she's this very naive, business smart woman that's like, I have new bright ideas on how to change the face of the industry I'm in. And as we go along and like go on this journey with her, the more that she like starts to understand the world that she's in and like the, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, the difficulties of firing people. Um, I love the scene where George Clooney is like, fire me. And she tries to fire him and, she, and, and he's like, fuck you. You're not my boss. And he gets and walks away. And she's like, sorry. He's like, you can't follow me. You're on a computer screen. Um, and the way that she plays off of him in all those scenes. And the best scene in this movie is when she breaks down to him and Vera Farmiga in the, in the hotel. And then absolutely just cuts loose later gets like drunk and uh and pretends to be someone at this like corporate hotel party i think she's incredible in this i think she shows so much heart and emotion throughout the entire film when she just starts breaking down because of the breakup and how she's just like i don't want to be 60 and alone and they're like hey i think that's like great she's great um and al pacino in the godfather part two um i picked the godfather part two because i believe that we should be only picking one movie <laughs> Per performance. If you want to put him on here twice, sure. But he should be on here for The Godfather and a separate spot for The Godfather Part 2 because it's different performances. Uh, but The Godfather Part 2, I think, is his better performance. Um, I think Michael is a very complex and interesting character. And if we were doing characters, he'd be very high on my list. Um, I think Al Pacino's performance in the second movie is incredible. Um, I love the way that the, fo the focus of the second one is on him and that we get, a get to see him in charge now and what that means and the way he deals with all the different biz uh all the different uh gangsters and the people in miami and florida and all that um and the way he handles it and obviously the you know i know it's you fredo you broke my heart uh i think he's great throughout this entire movie he i i, I stand by this is like the nexus point of the oscars going wrong that he didn't win here this is the catalyst for everything going wrong in 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 makeup wins uh because he should have won right there that year so al pacino is incredible and this is the first appearance of my favorite actor of all time. He should have won this year or the previous year, uh, the two he years was, prior. He, two years prior. I mean, he could have. He should have won that one too. But okay. Um, Eddie Murphy and Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls is one of those movies that I want to like a lot more than I do. Mm. Um, it has everything I like in a musical, and it likes everything that era, that music, that time frame. It is complete myth for me all the time. I, I want to just like it. I don't hate it. I don't think it's a bad movie. I just don't. It doesn't grab me as it should. Um, but I will say I'm still not a common whore. Uh, my offer is $50 if you want to buy me. Okay? Um, Do it. <laughs> I will gladly do something that doesn't mean anything to anybody. It's, it's, um, I'd want at um, least like two of those. Well, I'm just saying, Scott Harvey comes in like never wins <laughs> on this thing, and he's a lawyer. He could definitely afford the fee to pay me and to, if he cared about a win. Like putting Jack in first place just discredits the soul show. You think I put Harry and Tonto on this list? Fuck off. <laughs> hey, I've seen that. Just give me third. Definitely doesn't deserve the Oscar. Um, the cat deserved the Oscar over our Carney, I'll be honest with you. Um, okay. Uh, Eddie Murphy in this is the one, like, besides Jennifer Hudson, but I think Jennifer Hudson gets the credit she deserves for mm -hmm. the singing performance that she does. Not that she's not a great actress. She's really not. Uh, but I'm saying, like, in those powerful singing roles, her 
her the song of Dreamgirls is really hard to beat that. So like I think that's a standout. Eddie Murphy's one of those standouts that rides above that. I really like that. I like that character. I just don't like the overthought. So great. When you say you want to shout somebody out out next time, maybe not fifty. I don't know if he's fifty all time. Like if you want to shout somebody out, I would say like um, you know, eighties. Um, but no hate. Uh, your next, I've talked about this up in the air. I don't know who won that year. You can tell me right now. Three, two, Monique. One. Monique. Precious. Okay, I could stand with you there. That maybe, I don't know who else was up, but Anna Kendrick's a fine option for that. I would have been totally fine with that. Um, Anna Kendrick, I think Clooney's better in this movie for me. And that's just probably because I'm a. I'm, the more I more I discover Clooney's filmography, like I like Clooney it's just as an actor. Yeah. He just, especially the like straightforward Clooney that we get in movies is like me as a person. So I relate to him and I like him. And especially in this movie, like fuck you, I want to be. That's that's how I would have reacted. So really enjoy that part. Anna Kendrick, I think she's fine. I think how she like. Oh well, this is this. Why are we doing this? And why are we traveling places? And why do we have to spend all that we can do just do this? And the old versus new. <laughs> Norbert. Oh, that's Time a movie I hope I never have to see again. I hope I never have to see it. Al Pacino and The Godfather Part Two. Forty-eight is probably one of the most disgusting things I've seen in my lifetime. I'm just that's saying, uh, and that's just one. that's just me as a person. I think Michael Corleone in cinema is possibly the one of the top characters of, of all time. Right. Oh, uh, were, you, were, you, were you trying to have a conversation with me at this point? Because I think this is my turn to talk. Okay, Sorry. thank you. Um, I I won't talk about the first film because that's yet to be brought up. There are. But if I had to rank the two, I would probably put the first one higher than the second one, in my opinion. Because I think... In the first one, he goes from one level to another. Like, he starts thing. In this one, he starts and stays. He gets more, but he doesn't – there's not really a – which is great. Um, uh, but in this performance, like, when he just basically – there's a scene in this movie when he's talking to Fredo. And Fredo – me and Bowman have talked about the scene. Boom, he's in the chair. And like just hunched down and like he's and Michael's just telling him what it is that and you grow up with somebody your entire life. And when your brother grabs you by the face and says, I know it was you, Fredo, and the reaction from Fredo from that, where this is my brother, like no one should be able to I should never be touched by my like my brother, blah, blah, blah. And when he gives that message, as long as my mother is alive you will not be touched. And the moment his mother dies, it is on to kill for it. And that's what's crazy about Michael. Michael does not forget. He does not forgive. He is ruthless. And that's not who he was at the beginning. The crime basically corrupted into who he is. Shouldn't have an Oscar. He should have two Oscars for the exact same performance, in my opinion. I think he's absolutely incredible throughout. Um, but... Don't be in a bitch to the Oscars, and you won't have that problem. Um, basically, if you complain, they don't care about you. Um, but George C. Scott hated you, and st- you still gave him an award. I'm just saying, the man despised you as a gathering, still gave him an award. Uh, George C. Scott's my spirit animal in that regard. Like, don't fucking go. Here's an Oscar. 
Jordan's got his disrespirit animal in general, if we're being honest. That's probably true. And I don't know I don't know how he sat like in the man like landscape of like public opinion, but I don't know if I should agree with that. But if he was if he was an upright I'm guy, assuming he didn't do anything cancelable, yes. Correct. George's got I don't think he did. I think he was generally. I watched him in a movie guy. this week called The Hospital. Loved him. Oh, uh, yeah. The Loved Hospital him. rocks. Loved him in The Hospital. Great screenplay. Adding that to the watch uh, list. Uh, well, hey, watch Planet of the Apes first, okay? Uh, I've seen uh, the first yeah. Planet of the Apes, so. I can talk about the new trilogy. You psycho. Yeah, All right, Barr. You said you're not talking this week. Let's see if we're going to make sure this happens. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to talk for two of these ones. Not the first one, though, because my number 50 is Andrew Garfield and the social network. Yikes. Why? Yeah, I kind, of, kind of figured. Uh, my number 49 is Olivia Coleman and The Favorite. I mean, you're talking now. Yeah. Uh, and my number 48 is Audrey Hepburn and Roman Holiday. Cool. Coho doesn't get to talk for that, because I know his trash take on that. Um... So, uh, Olivia Coleman in The Favorite, um, she's doing this this great, like, high-wire act of having to play, like, going off the deep end, but cohesive at times, and o- over the top, but really, like, down, and just, like, it- it's kind of an all-over-the-place performance, but it's done so with so much ease um, that it- it's just kind of awe-inspiring to me. Um, my favorite scene still is the, uh, what do you look like? I look like a badger. And she walks by the one boy and she's like, what are you looking at? Look at me. Don't look at me. It's just so perfectly paced and perfectly timed. Um, and yeah, she's incredible in this. Uh, and then Audrey Hepburn for Roman holiday. Um, I don't think that there are two actors, uh, that are better at playing on the verge of tears than Gregory Peck and Audrey Hepburn. Um, but Audrey Hepburn is the standout in this movie. Like, she's just so effortlessly charming. Um, but the the scene where she's in the car, it, it's just so heartbreaking. And especially the ending scene where you can... She's doing a good job of hiding the emotions but in a way that we can still understand what's going on um and not always an easy thing to do so uh let me read your comment that you put in here coho uh-huh i didn't, okay. I didn't put a comment i didn't that put a comment on oh but i disagree but uh that's your opinion so yeah i think she's fantastic in this Olivia Coleman. I loved the favorite when it came out. I've kind of dipped on it a little bit. Um, I need to rewatch it. It's probably a four star a movie in my head. I have it at five, but I don't have the interest to go back and watch it. So that's my problem. My, my struggle right now. Like I know I need to lower it, but I I'm the kind of weird person on Letterbox that I'm just just gonna lower it without watching it. Um, I think. This performance, this performance is weird for one. Um, one because of the Oscar, it didn't deserve. It was in the wrong category. She's not leading this movie. Like that's the major problem. Like she's not in it that much, which doesn't. I mean, she's the centerpiece around the two people, but like 
I mean, if I was Glenn Close, I'd be really fucking pissed off because this was the shot to win my like. I think that all the years, I think, um, or Lady Gaga, but I don't. I I believe that Olivia Colman should have won over Lady Gaga. But I like this movie. I think her performance. She's crazy. She's all over the place. It's fun to watch. Um, I won't take back her speech because, like, I think her Oscar speech is what is one of the like top ten like speeches. It's great. Uh, she gets played off and fuck, shut up, <laughs> which is great. Um, so yeah, a little weird. Forty nine is a little high, but I know how much you like this movie, so I don't know. Like that doesn't mean you get a pass, but I'm like, mm, I, that's why I know it's this high. Um, forty eight. Um, okay, I rewatched this movie. I had it at five stars originally. I rewatched it again. It's five stars. I love this movie. Yeah. I absolutely love this movie. I think this movie, like Paul put out a list like Brief Encounters, like, and this is one of those beautiful brief, brief encounter movies, like that just you're so surprised with. Like, shouldn't work. I think Hepburn is a very overrated actress. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I do not understand like the outpour of love for her. I think she's like she's in a lot of like hits. But I don't know if she's the standout in them. This one overall, I don't think. I think the movie works for me, but the performances don't matter to me at this point. Like, I think you could have put a lot of people in that screenplay uh, and let them play off, and I think it would have possibly worked. I think it's the charm of Grant, right? Cary Grant, yeah, Cary Grant in this with her that like plays off that like is that Cary Grant? Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck. Sorry, not sorry. Oh, another old white guy. Um, I think they 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 play off each other really well, um, which makes that work. Um, I just don't know if her performance is that groundbreaking. I do love those moments where they just like stare at each other, and she's acting a lot, which is her facials because she can't really say anything, especially that end when she meets the press and she like says what she has to. Um, it's just, yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, 48 is a little high, but uh, you got me to rewatch Roman Holiday, so I appreciate it. And uh, we're coming up soon, a new top 100 for me. I'm revamping everything. I'm like looking at it through not new goggles, so uh, made some changes, and this one could could appear. Um, I loved it. Um, all right, uh, Bowman. All right, my uh, 50 is Burt Lancaster in Sweet Smell of Success. My 49 is uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in The Master. I had this last week. This is interesting. Before you go, your, 40, your 50 was Sweet Smell of Success for Burt Lancaster. And you, Bar, had a different performance, right? But you yes. don't have Burt Lancaster. No. I could explain why if this wasn't in the 50s. And this is also my, my 54, by the way. Oh, you're a master. Okay. 48 is Kate Winslet and Steve Jobs. Yikes. Okay. Higher. All right. I'll I'll take that bullet for you. That's fine. Yeah, my 50 is uh, Burt Lancaster and Sweet uh, Smell Success. Burt Lancaster is so good in this. Burt Lancaster is becoming just, in general, one of my favorite classic actors. And in this... He just commands every scene he's in. I think it is very hard for an actor to be intimidating while they're sitting 
Like, that's a tough job. And I think pretty much every scene, Burt Lancaster is sitting down. I don't think there are very many scenes in this movie where Burt Lancaster is standing up. He's almost always sitting down, but he almost always just commands the scene. He just has such a confidence and intensity to him, but it's never like a, you know, giant, like, kind of De Niro level intensity. It's more of a quiet intensity, which I think Lancaster was just one of the best at. Nobody, uh, not nobody, but there were very few actors who were better at just quiet intensity than Burt Lancaster. And he's so good in this. Uh, And 49, Philip Seymour Hoffman in The Master. Like, you want to talk about great moments. I love, I mean, the processing scene is like, one of the best right. scenes of the, the last decade, right? Like, that's great. And you want to talk about another great scene. I love the scene where he's talking about, like, time travel and the possibility of it, and somebody starts questioning him. And you see him get irritated, and he just goes ballistic on the guy. And that's such a great scene. Hoffman is like... Just you see how he can be charismatic, and then you also just get those moments of just pure rage, and it's great. Um, yeah. Uh, so I have this at fifty-four. Um, I think yeah, obviously the processing scene and him being charismatic is great, but I, like you said, I think when he's angry and rageful, it's even better because it's just it comes out of a place where like you're so used to seeing him be charming. And like being likable, and the moment he becomes angry, it's horrifying. It's like a horror movie villain just crawls out of that performance. I think he's incredible. He probably should have won the Oscar that year. Not probably, definitely should have. But I, I'm not mad that Christoph Waltz won because, like you know, I love, I love King Schultz. But I, I do think Philip Seymour Hoffman is, is the deserving winner of 2012. Uh, an incredible performance, um, down to the ending. Like even just down to the very end of that movie, I think he's just the best part of it. By a large margin. All right. Uh, Burt Lancaster is an actor. Maybe I'm not in the right circles, but I don't think Burt Lancaster gets enough credit as a classic actor. Um, Like, he's not mentioned in the same breath, and I haven't seen a ton of his filmography, so I can't tell you, like, if he's got, like, a ton of shit down at the bottom. Like, there could be. I don't know. But Lancaster is one of those actors... I'll just say this. Blaine is the only reason this movie got a three and a half stars for me. Um, I actually think Tony Curtis is bad in this film. Like, I think he's, like, bad. Um, and I like Tony Curtis. <laughs> That's the problem. I just think he was typed, he was cast in the wrong role, in my opinion. Like, I think a lot somebody else could have done that. He was just, it was like almost eye rolls when he came on screen. So, I feel bad, Barb, but it didn't help your case last week. <laughs> But, I mean, you got third, so I you wouldn't have still. You technically that. didn't talk about Tony Curtis last week, so. Well, right, right, right. So Tony Curtis, I think, arguably is bad. Um, I don't like him in this movie. He gets way mo- too much screen time, which I know he's the center point, so he's going to. I just wanted more Burt Lancaster. Uh, the more Burt, and I understand he benefits from not as much screen time, but, man, is that dude an intimidating person. I think it's just coming off of, like, uh best actor for... Oh, Elmer Gantry. Yeah. yeah, Loved him in that. Uh, Judgment of Nuremberg. This He is just firing for me. I love him as an actor. Check out Birdman of Alcatraz. 
Okay. It's a little long. Fair warning, it's a little long. He's fantastic. Yeah. Burt Lancaster is just one of those actors that I really am starting to enjoy. So both of you put it on there. Thank you for showing me. Not a favorite. If your last name is Hoffman and you're a male and you act, you have a really good shot of like being one of my favorites. Uh, Dustin and Philip Seymour. I'm just, there's a sign, like, I am just a loss that just happened way too soon. Like, I could just imagine, like, an older Hoffman of what we would have been able to get from him. Um, I think he's absolutely incredible. In this role, Master's one of those movies that most people are shocked that I like. But I think it's, I think it's sold a lot because of him. I think this movie just works really well because I get to see him. It's, it's, Coho, keep your eyes in check on this one. It's kind of like Daniel Day-Lewis and There Will Be Blood. I'm not a fan normally of him in that, but he is, like, able to just put on – like, he's acted in great roles like Lincoln and stuff like this, but that is just, like, a showcase performance that, like, when you look in a time capsule, like, that's a performance that I would wrap up for Daniel Day-Lewis and say, this is it. Like, this is your role. He's, like, my fourth – favorite person to win the Oscar for that. I think it's at least in my top 10. Um, I think he's absolutely incredible. But Hoffman, and this is one of those performances that is just absolutely incredible. The scene I was going to bring up, you guys already touched on, but when somebody questions him and he like switches, like you see it in him, like, no, like stop what the fuck you're doing. Like I think of that anytime you like give a, like an important speech and like you're leading on something or you're explaining and somebody's like, well, wait a minute, bro. This was not in my notes. Like we're not doing this right now. And that's where you see that rage. He's great. He's great throughout it. He, um, like, and with like wonky, wonky Phoenix, which he plays a perfect role, but I'm pretty sure that's him. Like, I'm just saying this right now. That's him as real life. So (laughs) the more I look at it, that's him. He gets to play alongside him. I think somebody had Amy Adams from The Master, did you? Yeah, that's crazy. Do you have, you didn't have Philip Seymour Hoffman from The Master? Uh, I had considered him. I stand by my statement that I like Amy Adams just a little bit better. You, can, you want you want to talk about a crumb bum scum bum punk? This is a disqualification. If you don't get that one in there, it's important. I have to. I have to get that one in here. There's another one out there with Jersey Jerry when he's playing putt-putt and he throws his thing into a water and they (laughs) kick him out of the putt-putt and he goes, this is a count? This is a disqualification. It's the one of my set. Jersey Jerry. Go follow him on Twitter. It's great. Big Steeler. Uh, That's crazy, though. Bar, do me a favor. uh, Donate your brain to science when you pass away. Because I'm just curious. Considering how this is going, that may come sooner rather than later. Uh, I'm just saying for uh, for you to not have Philip Seymour Hoffman and Amy Adams, like that's crazy. Uh, Amy Adams probably would tell you that's crazy. Uh, so, all right, Jack. Some would say right. we saved the best for last. Well, I guess I guess we'll find out. Uh, oh. My number fifty is Louise Fletcher. In one flew over cuckoo's nest. Yikes! Figured. Uh, my forty-nine is Anne Bancroft in *The Graduate*. Yikes! Yep. And my forty-eight. Fuck you, Coho. She can act. It's Hillary Swank in *Million Dollar Baby*. Uh, talk about the perfect under uh, underdog story. Uh, Hillary Swank gives. I haven't seen Boys Don't Cry, 
but right she's got some tough competition uh to beat this performance of hers because she is so good in this film uh the scenes between her and Clint Eastwood's uh, Frankie are just so perfect. Uh, and hold on, Bar, what the fuck? <laughs> I deleted it. I I hit the send too early. It's still there. What? <laughs> <laughs> so. I, Why are you not deleting on here? I, I, I have to ask you. I have to ask you. So did you come too quick? <laughs> I'm in pain right now. Oh my god. What? What? When you what? add those two words at the end, they make a performance with a performance. It's just so ironic that he was like, oh, I said that too early. Listen. <laughs> Bar, Bar, oh. you may think I have a good list so far, but trust me, there is one pick that spits right in the face of anyone who liked the previous picks on this list. Oh, holy my God. God. Um, Why is it oh. still there? I deleted it on YouTube. <laughs> the internet is forever. I'm going to be hanging from the bathroom. Let's <laughs> bar after Hidson. Okay. <sighs> Hillary Swank. Even if bar is like fully, where was I going? Ready to go. You just want me to help you I with lost this? my train of thought. I'm you sorry. You take over. I'm good. Go, go. I love okay. her in this film. She's great. <laughs> Bar's in tears right now. It's great. Uh, He's crying. Uh, I'm sorry, Bar. No, that's great. Like, what a perfect thing to sin. Uh, I, I, me and Bowman caught a first one. <laughs> yeah, we both were just like... I, I saw it and I was just I can't. I can't function. Uh, Malcolm here to help you. Yeah, if things oh. he can delete from StreamYard, Charles, he would. Okay, anyways. Oh. Um, uh, but uh, Hillary Strang of Million Dollar Baby. I absolutely love this movie. I love her performance in this. I think this movie gets way too much hate. I think she's the rightful winner. I don't know what the hell Coho is like smoking. I think she's absolutely incredible in this film. So, uh, great, great performance. Uh, okay, we're not doing this. Like, we're no, absolutely no, not doing this. I don't this. like that. Hey, Smed, <laughs> hey, Smeds. Bye. Yeah, yes. that's a that's a five minute. Like, whoa. Let's, let's take a few laps. Let's calm down. Think on your sins, you bitch. Are we? Are the we tomato is not. By a... the way, Bowman, uh, hold on. Uh, I just want to clear. I just want to clear this up, Bar. No, no shot. But I think the worst thing you could have done was after reading that you put a trench coat on. Now I'm afraid that there's a flasher incident that's going to happen. <laughs> if that's happening, please, I believe. Any, okay, now we get to punch everybody in the face. It's a peacoat. Shut your mouth. It's what is it? It's 90 degrees where I live today. Is, is it cold where you're on? Is it hot Florida, here? isn't he? New Jersey. Where the why the fuck do you think he was in Florida? I don't that's know why. My, that's that's where my family he lives. acts like a senior citizen that's retired to Florida, but he ain't in Florida. All right. All right. Now we get to yell at Coho for a couple of rounds. So let's see what he picked. Yes, we do. I am in trouble. My 47 is Paul Giamatti in Sideways. Yikes. Uh, yikes. 
Okay. You both have it higher. So, well, uh, it would have been. It would have been for this episode. Is this for this episode? Uh, mine is not for this episode. You need medical help. Go ahead. I mean, I'm me. I get a pass. That's not my how it works. forty. My forty-six is Lucy Boynton in Sing Street. Um, I love Lucy Boynton in this movie. Um, I think her performance as Rafina is really, really special. Um, I think the way that she, I think when we first meet her, the way she puts on this like tough, um, like rebellious, like the 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 girl that you definitely had a crush on in high school part. I think she absolutely plays that well. And then as it goes on, the more you learn about her, the more, the way she just is able to like play broken, devastated, and then hopeful all throughout it. I think she's incredible. I think the scene where she's listening to Up in the bedroom and crying uh, is one of the best scenes in the movie. I think she's incredible in this movie. Um, I love the ending uh, where they're on the boat sailing across the channel and her performance in that moment as well. I had Jack Rayner on here also. Uh, I think those two are my absolute standouts. I think they're both terrific, but I love, I think she's my favorite part of this movie by, by at least a, a, a pretty decent margin. I think she's incredible. Um, Joseph, welcome to Top 100. The reason why they need to specify is two people had them. So we know if we're coming back to it this episode or we're going to wait till another episode. Suspense. Your computer needs bars in bad shape. You might need to message him. Okay. Uh, this is terrible. This is a, this is a, this is, this is, this is an abomination. Like, I'm not saying she her performance is bad, but I've talked about this at length earlier. When did you have your last Sing Street performance? That's a great question. Let me go look. 80s? Jack Rayner was last seen when he was on my list down at 75. Yeah, so 75, I said the thing that I think that there's just one. Like, the group works together, makes the performance what it is. Like, the, the ensemble makes this movie work. Not a single performance rises above the rest. Um... Oh my god, we're, you're gonna get timed out on two different accounts. Um, she is great. I'm just gonna... I don't think she's bad. I don't think anybody's really bad in this film. I just don't think. I think 46 is insulting. That's fair. It's a very affecting performance for me. Especially, what did you have at 48? What did you have? I'm in danger. You have Lucy at 46 and Al Pacino in The Godfather Part 2? Pass the Dumcoho. He needs it more than you, Bar, right now. I do need the bleach. Here's the thing. There's a lot more Al Pacino coming. This is my only Lucy. That doesn't help your case. Okay. Like, no one okay. says break apart the Pacino. Pacino could have been, like, when I did my top 100, I had, like, Denzel, Denzel, Denzel. You, uh, that's just, that's egregious. Everybody else, how close was this this character, this actor, making your list? I haven't seen the movie, but the fuck, Coho. Jack, oh. shut the fuck up! Jack, the shut the fuck up! You have... part oh, John, oh, John Noble and Toby Cabell, go fuck yourself, bitch. Get off my show. Yeah, you have Jack Lemon in the apartment lower than this, so fuck you. Jack's taking the kill shots, and I appreciate. Oh yeah, okay, okay. At least I have, at least I have Al Pacino in The Godfather. You dumb shit. I the only reason he's not on my list for The Godfather Part Two is because I haven't seen that movie in four years. 
Oh, wonderful. Great. You're still a moron. John Noble? John Noble, Return of the King? Better than Al Pacino with The Godfather Part 2, according to you. Go smoke some more. You're clearly high. Not yet. Bart struggling to open the bleach. My thing about Teen Street is I just don't think this is a performance movie. Like, I think that's a like this movie. When I think about what is good about Sing Street, it's not really the performances. And if it's any of them, it's Jack Rayner for as the brother. That is the only performance that sticks with me in this movie. Um, she's better in Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh uh, my god, that's <laughs> no. I like Bohemian Rhapsody. That's a cokehead take. That is actually a cokehead take. Mm. I've seen Bohemian Rhapsody and she's fine. I don't know which is a bigger cokehead take, though. That or having this at 46 above Al Pacino in The Godfather Part 2. So... Had Al Pacino in The Godfather Part 2 on your list. Yeah, but he is coming later for another Godfather, so... I mean, fair, but I'm just saying, like, I think that's just you trying to dunk. Mm. He can't dunk. He's like five foot two. Well, if you're dunking, oh wait, no, he's dunking. At least I'm not. At least I'm not four foot five and can sit on a box of matches and have my legs dangling. He's dunking on the Godfather Part Two performance. Which why you guys shut out Jack like that, Bar? Which makes it a Dunkachino. You didn't have to call Jack out like that. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I no one believes you. Not not a soul believes you. Damn. Jack, you ready? Jake, Jack, you radiate five foot eight or five foot eight energy at maximum. I'm guessing four foot nine is accurate. Everyone thought I was five seven. I would have. Hey, that. here's something. I think she's equal to this performance in Bohemian Rhapsody. That's cokehead. That's not cokehead. Vindication. I don't think she's bad, but I don't think this is a rise she's of bad performance. Bohemian Rhapsody, man. You're bad in Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> um. Hey, but what does that even mean? It means you wore fake teeth and lip synced. (laughs) What? What does your mom even mean? Okay, go ahead, uh, Coho. You leave Lori Boatman out of this. She's a lovely lady. I'm coming with Richard in a second, too. So be ready. (laughs) (laughs) My 45 is Jeff Bridges and the Big Lebowski. Oh. Um, I told you I'm not winning this week. I love his performance as the dude. I think I have this lower for the record. Okay. I think this is uh, the performance that Jeff Bridges has been trying to do ever since he did it. Like, he's only played this part since, but I think this is a great, like, you, you always say it. But, yeah, I think he's great in this one. I love, I love his attitude and the way he plays this character throughout this movie where he's just... Uh, every time he's, like, talking... Like, when he talks to David Huddleston earlier in the, in the movie where he's just, like... He's just like, the problem, man, this aggression will not stand, man. You know? And I think he just has so many great moments of just, this guy's an idiot. Like, an absolute fucking moron. And, like, you just love him. You just love him anyway. Uh, And I think Jeff Bridges, this is a part that I think only Jeff Bridges can do. Like, I think this is the part that Jeff Bridges was born to play. Because he comes into this part, and I, I genuinely cannot see anyone else but Jeff Bridges doing this as well as Jeff Bridges does. Where he he's able to take a character that should be the most unlikable half-wit moron you've ever seen. But every time he's just like, yeah, man, that's fucking interesting. Yeah, Walter, that's interesting. 
and just the way he uses repetition and the way he just like I'm telling you, man, I don't like the fucking Eagles. Like, he says so much shit in this movie that you just look at him and you're like, you're an idiot. But you love everything about him throughout. I think that's a very hard line to walk, and he does it really well. Uh, this is my 78. Uh, there's something about Bridges' just presence in this movie that just says so much. Like, Bridges is doing so much here just with, like, his posture and, like, obviously his voice and affectation in this and everything he's doing, it just defines this character. Whether you do or don't like the character, that's a fair argument. But I think ultimately this is a perfect portrayal of this character. He is nailing it 120%. Uh, give me one second. I need to make sure. Can I type Spence out again? Because this is a bad take also. Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. The Eagles do not suck. The Eagles, the Eagles are the great. Band. The Eagles are the great. Band of all time. Um, Did you say greatest band of all time? I said one of the greatest bands. Oh. They are one of the They are one of the greatest bands. Not greatest band. But I heard greatest, and I was like. Well, in my opinion, if I were to choose a band, Eagles would be probably in the top five conversation for me. Above Prudence? Yes, no, I said five. I go credence above Eagles. I go Eagles above credence. Oh, that's tough. That's a lot. that's a battle. I would never like to pick. I probably pick credence. Um. Yeah. So okay, okay. hold on. So okay. yeah. So Jeff Bridges and True Grit is super strong. Oh, sorry. No. Uh, Jeff Bridges and Crazy Heart is. Jeff Bridges in Peller High. Oh shit. Oh, I'm just mentioning performances that he, this performance has he has done since this movie came out. He is the same character in every movie. The only difference is he either sings uh, or he is a little bit older or he plays the dude and everything. And that's the one thing he can think his entire career on. Except this performance has basically helped him carry through. And that's fine. So I'm going to shock people. This movie is absolute horseshit. I hate this movie. I think it's stupid. I think it's not funny. I don't think it's that original. What I will give you is Jeff Bridges' performance in The Big Lebowski is good. He is good in this role. He fits the part. He, I understand what he is doing. He is funny for the people that find it funny. That humor just doesn't work for me. The stoner humor has never really worked for me in any movie. I don't find that stuff funny. Um, and that's who he is. Like, that's fine. Uh, so you get a pass at 45. I would put it a little lower if I was thinking, but I don't, I don't take a full shot at you for having this performance on there. I think this performance is one that if you went down from the last hundred years, he would make the, he would be in the consideration to make a list because I think he has one of those iconic performances. Do I love it? No, but he built an entire career based on it. Basically, after this point, like he he got put in every like things, and he only has to do the oh man, the dude, like the slow roll. Just now, it's got a country twang to it, but it's that he won an Oscar right for uh, Crazy Heart. So like yeah. he got it for doing the dude with old and sing. You know, it's a, which I don't mind the performance, but uh, I get no shot. It's the same way Al Pacino after he won his Oscar for um Ooh, ah. Ah! But he carried it through the rest. It happens. I want to build a list like that <laughs> with a defining role that changed their entire voice structure. Uh, it'd be an interesting concept. Me and Bowen can talk about that. 
Um, okay, everybody else on the Big Lebowski as Jeff and the dude. Um, well, I thought this was going to be my saving grace this week. Um, and to hear you say that, I'm fucked. Um, <clears throat> go ahead, co smile. Go ahead. Um, I like this movie. Um, but uh, you have the clip, Coho. You could just play. It. I know. He's you know what? You're right. Clips today. I don't know. What uh, well, it's because it's because now I'm on the show. I don't feel a need to like use the clips to talk. That's how I talk when I'm not on the show. But yeah, you're right. Vindication. Um, I like this movie. I like this performance. They're both things I wouldn't say that I love. Here's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> Like it's the bar backhand. Like, oh, I like it. I just wouldn't say hello. <laughs> oh, they're the exact same performance. Oh yeah, I, I know. Like they're slower, but he carries the same like slow draw. It's that. It's it is. He's not a stoner in that, but he has definitely changed who he was to carry that performance through. Like there are moments of it in every movie. I guarantee it. Shock, okay, blah, blah, blah. I get it. Like, you know, like he does a, a harder accent, but he's still really slow to look. Um, Jack, have you seen this? So I've always wanted to finish this movie because about a year and uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, I started it. About 20 minutes in, I turned it off and went to bed. I don't know why, but I just haven't finished it Dude, yet. And I know what he does in his spare time, and he can't finish this. That tells a lot lot maybe just maybe i was it in a bad mood that day i don't know but i just do you like pineapple express because everyone tells me how great it is i just haven't finished it do I you like it. pineapple express haven't seen it wow shock okay all right co round it out and once again i'm not winning this week um my 44 is a performance that has sat with me for a long time i think it's a really impressive performance and i'm about to get wild for it it is scarlett johansson as samantha in her um, I think this performance, uh, using entirely just her voice, creates a fully realized character better than anyone else in the movie. I think her performance with just her voice is better than the whole rest of the cast. I think she does an incredible job in this movie of, of, of conveying so much without using any other asset than her voice. I think that's really difficult. Um, I think that's a very difficult assignment, and she crushes it. Should have been nominated for and won Supporting Actress in 2013. Um, I think she is phenomenal. Where's Kevin Redshaw? He and I have the same opinion. Where is this man to back me up? Uh, but I, I think she's brilliant uh, in this film throughout, uh, especially at the end when she talks about like having to leave and like the AIs, you know, all that stuff. I uh, don't really want to spoil it. Uh, she is incredible. Um, I think this is a terrific performance from Scott Trans. When you realize you could have just typed in control F of and typed in Joaquin, but you type in her and you have 30 options pop up. It's a really confusing time frame. Um, I did have Joaquin for her lower. I know. And that's the stupid thing. Like the reason why she's convincing is because how he reacts to her, like, that's my take on it. Like, I, I like the movie. I think the movie is really interesting. But I don't, like, this has always been, like, the classic, like, debate. 
the like voice actors do they equal to actual actors that act on screen stuff like that how do you partake on that i just feel like in this i don't feel like she's doing she's great at reading dialogue but i think i i stand by i think it's joaquin reacting to the dialogue coming through that makes that performance stand out to me i don't know if you i think best supporting actor well who won that year Lupia Nyong'o, twelve years a slave, but I stand by that's an overrated performance. I stand by, I stand by. Oh, here's I, the thing: I'll, I'll take, I'll take my third place as well. But I, I don't think, I don't think she should have won, or I don't think she should have been nominated. I don't think she's that good. I don't get it. I don't get Lupita Nyong'o's Oscar for that at all. I don't. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I love, I love Twelve Years a Slave. I think it's a Thank very good everybody. movie. We've had 147 episodes. We're no hold on, hold on. I think it's a fantastic what? film. Fantastic film. She is not the of the three nominated performances. She's my least favorite of the three. Boatman, hit me with the other nominees for that year. Sally Hawkins in um, Blue Jasmine. You've got who else do you got? You June got Squibb, um, Nebraska. Jennifer June Squibb, Lord, Nebraska. You've got 2013. Jennifer Lawrence, American Hustle. Jennifer Lawrence and American Hustle. Meryl Streep, August. And Meryl Streep, August. Osage County. Osage County, yeah. Uh, the, the Bowman mentioned three that I would take over her, and then I would also still give it to Lupita before That's great. Um, no, I, I stand by it. I don't. I will. I, I understand the her love. I will always understand because I think that movie is completely justified with the praise that it gets because. A movie that shouldn't have worked for me really worked. So, and I'm one of the, I would say one of the harder critics out there for movies. Like I'm pretty rough when it comes to finding movies that are actually enjoyable. Um, yeah, you're nuts. You're at the Oscar nominating crazy performance for 44. I think she just conveys so much more. You had Al Pacino at everybody else. Am I crazy? Very different. Am I wrong on this? Like saying this? What is everybody's been? Above so, Al Pacino, that's all I have to say. I think your point about this, fuck off, Jack. I think your point about the again. I think Phoenix is what makes this performance for me. Right? Phoenix is the you know our emotional connection that we have that I think we don't fall in love. I well, Johansson is great. I don't know if we fall in love with Samantha if it isn't for Joaquin. I think we fall in love with her without Joaquin at all. I think it's entirely on the way she talks with her voice that I love Samantha has nothing to do with what Joaquin's doing in this movie. I think Joaquin is an okay springboard. I think she's driving the ship. So when I was thinking about my list, um, this was on my short list. And then I went, wait, what the fuck am I doing? Um, So I think she's very good in this. Yeah, but not top 100, not 44, man. I love Jack's, Jack is really trying to not come last this week, but it's hard for him to do that when he's asked to sit here and go. I also don't have Al Pacino for The Godfather Part Two, but I have, but I have Toby for Don. You have you have Toby Kebbell for Don. You have John Noble for Return of the King, and you also have them with no Morgan Freeman from Shawshank. So let's sit down. Let's come. But I understand. Yeah, I feel but, like shit about that. We've been over this. Tell me good, something but, I don't know. But okay. I think I think the difference is. Yes, do you get to carry the cap that you have Al Pacino at 48? 
But how egregious is your forty him at forty eight above the other things that you put? Like that's what I'm sure. saying, right? You're you're right. You get bonus points for that. But what did you think that is better than that performance? It's better to not have that sure. than to put something that I okay. disagree hardly over. Like that's gross to me. Bar, can you do better than Coho right now? Yes, but I'm not going to talk at all if my guess is correct. So my number forty seven is Gloria Swanson, Sunset Boulevard. Yikes. My number 46 is Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. Yikes. My number 45 is Robin Williams' Goodwill Hunting. Yikes. My number 44 is William Holden Stalag 17. Yikes. That was fast. <laughs> now, I will say, will the people get credit for when those performances come up? Yes, but I will tell Barr. That is a super strong list. So well done. Um, go ahead. My forty-seven is Robert De Niro in Awakenings. I believe that was the yikes from Jack earlier. Yeah, I had him at ninety-one. Super strong. Good job. Uh, yeah. If you haven't seen Awakenings, you will be astounded by De Niro's performance in this. He is uh, genuinely so convincing. And he just transforms in this. Like, he is playing... Uh, I, I don't know what the actual condition is off the top of my head, but he's playing a person who's basically paralyzed. Um, and he plays it so well. And then as the people have these awakenings... And they start to move, be able to actually move and talk. He portrays that, but they still have these ticks of people who haven't really been moving or talking for a significant amount of time. So, like, De Niro portrays that really well. And it is so heartbreaking and funny in moments and just he finds the full spectrum of human emotion while being so limited in what he can actually do. And that is so fascinating. Yeah. I had this, uh, I believe 91 uh, De Niro is absolutely incredible in this movie. I think this was the first performance of De Niro's that wasn't like uh, in a 2000s or 2010s movie that I saw. And I was floored by it. Uh, the, there are so many great moments uh in this film between him and Robin Williams, but my favorite, my absolute favorite moment without question, it brings me to tears every time is his final dance with him, with uh, Paula, I believe is her name. That scene breaks my heart every time. And his performance throughout the film is just so perfect. Uh, he was nominated for best actor for this, I believe, but uh, didn't win. I haven't seen the winner from that year, but my goodness, is he incredible in this film? Uh, this is reversal of fortune, right? I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 Just to yeah. That's incredible. That's a, well, I will say if you haven't seen Reversal of Fortune, that's a tough performance. I probably would lean De Niro for this role. De Niro um, already had to. Yes. So, like, they but, like Jeremy Irons in Reversal of Fortune. If you have not seen that movie, I would put it on a watch list because it is incredible. Uh, talk about like story, like creepy irons. It's great. Um, Robert De Niro and Awakenings. Awakenings is a movie I recommend to people if they haven't seen it. 
I think it's one of those movies that um, because it takes De Niro into a total different like realm for people. De Niro is known as a great actor. He's done all these things, but I think he gets pigeonholed into like the the tough guy or like the um, the gangster or whatever. But like he's always one, the hothead, right? This performance where he starts, ends, and where he, where it starts, middles, and ends is insane. And the only people that I've seen go down on it a little bit because overall the performance is. Um, because he doesn't have that and he doesn't, but he's able to act with it. It's crazy. Him and him and Robin Williams are heavy lifting in this movie. Um, and I don't think you, I kind of rate movies. If you can put another performance, another actor in there, would it work? I don't think anybody could have played this role better than De Niro. I think De Niro is the perfect person um, to suffer from that illness, basically change his entire mannerisms, like how he like react, like, I don't know the disease. I don't know, and I don't want to sound ignorant when I say it. But like when Bowman says paralyzed, like he's not like not like wheelchair bound because of it. Like his limbs don't work. Like he doesn't speak. He doesn't do anything. And Williams works through the entire movie with medicine to get him to a point of like moving and dancing and walking around and doing stuff. But then I, I haven't seen it in a little bit. But the medicine starts to wear. Like doesn't mm-hmm. work and puts. So he experiences life again, and they take it from him. Well, the medicine doesn't work, so it takes him a lot of it. So he basically knows who he is, knows the life that he didn't know he lived, and now he's, you know, like, it's taken from him. It's a heartbreaking story. It is, it is like the most triumphant story to the heartbreaking story all at the same time. Like it is a crazy movie. I recommend it. Forty-seven, great. Could have been higher. I would have respected even higher pick. Um, but yeah, I will stand by. Like if you haven't seen Reversal of Fortune, I can't tell you which one I do. Like it's so hard to me. They're both. They're totally different roles. Um, and the Oscars wouldn't have given it because that would have been three. Um, everybody else, um, has anybody else seen this? I have not seen it yet. I have not seen it yet. Yeah, it probably hurt your case if you had seen it and then you didn't put it on your list. So, good thing you haven't. But I would recommend checking out both from 1990, uh, Reversal of Fortune and Awakening. Yeah. Great for both. Um, on my 46 is going to be a Yikes, Christoph Waltz and Inglorious Bastards. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, and my 45, I think, was the Yikes. Really not talking. My 45 was the Yikes from earlier, Steve Carell and Little Miss Sunshine. Yikes. Oh, okay. So still higher. Mm. Okay. Uh, and my 44 is George C. Scott in Patton. Papa. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Ooh. Go ahead. George C. Scott is one of the all-time great cinematic yellers. Like, there's no one who yells quite like George C. Scott, and he gets so much yelling. Like, I understand people don't love this movie. If you're not a big fan of this movie, that's fair. I think this movie lives and dies on George C. Scott, and I love seeing George C. Scott that he kind of just saves the movie for me. Uh, Like, I think that opening speech... That opening speech that Scott gives is just perfect. One of the great monologues in film. 
like he is so good. It firmly sums up just who Patton is, right? I like, I I don't want a man. It's not brave to die for your country. It's brave to live for your country. I don't want dead soldiers. Like that, that philosophy is so fascinating and seeing Scott just perfectly represent it is just amazing. George C. Scott, like just embodies this character and is so fascinating and is excellent. The only Bowman, I have to ask this question. Are you bleeding? Yeah. What? Are you bleeding? Am I bleeding? What? On the side of your head, are you bleeding? No. Does that look red? Does anybody else? That looks. That? It looks like he's bleeding. Yeah. Can you turn your head? Bowman, I need. No, 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 Bowman, come back. God damn it. Um. Okay. Uh, so George C. Scott and Patton. The only reason Patton works at any point is because of him. Like this movie rested. I don't think another performance could play this. I don't like the movie overall. I think it's long and bloated. Um, I think it's. Um, I think it's just. Uh, sorry, uh, Red Sox just got thrown off by a terrible strike three call when it's a. Oh, they're both gone. This is great. Um, but George C. Scott, talk about yelling. Talk about yelling. It's great. Um, but yeah, George C. Scott in Patton, that opening scene, Oscar, and the fact that he didn't care, didn't care. Don't not, don't don't take me. I do not crap. Um, it's just long. It's bloated. It's best picture. I don't know, like why it gets the, like his performance is really good, but, um, yeah, it deserves the list. It's in my top. Uh, I'd have to see where. Where are you bleeding? Uh, so there, technically, yes, there was a scab that just my glasses kind of got open. So okay, that's a hundred percent. I just had to make sure that so you didn't like think. No, thank so you. Like, no, like Patton's my seventeenth um, best best actor winner for this role, and it's a movie that I find very meh, but his performance is insane. So everybody else, um, tell me why you didn't put my dad on this list? Because I haven't seen it yet. Never seen it. I've seen it, and Pat and uh, George C. Scott is great as Patton. Uh, I'm, I won't lie to you, but I saw it once. I don't remember the movie well enough to talk passionately about it, but good pick, Boatman. Uh, that opening scene is great as well. Yeah, for sure. This Can't wait great. for that episode of Picture This. That will be a that will be a fun time for all. Um, oh, it will be for us. Okay. Uh, all right. Where are we at? Oh, uh, my, no, that was my 44. So now we're at Jack. We're moving. Right. There shouldn't be much yikes here. So we need to go. Yeah. Uh, there won't be very much yikes, I don't think. Uh, my 47 is Brie Larson in Room. Oh. Yeah. Um, look. This is just uh, this is a great performance because Brie Larson is uh, she's playing someone who was abducted and uh, kept it base in this one room for eight eight ish years. I, I can't remember the exact amount of time, but uh, and the uh, and she has been abused over these years and uh, just her just 
her performance between her and, and Jacob Tremblay, who is also great. Uh, she, she's just, she delivers the perfect, uh, the perfect performance of someone who just wants uh, to get her kid out of there. Uh, she doesn't uh, like, yes, she wants, she doesn't want to be there either, but she, she just wants uh, her, uh, her kid to have a, a better, uh, better life. And, uh, or like, be safe from this this man and uh her performance just gets better uh after the halfway point of the movie where uh i i i'm gonna spoil this so if you haven't seen the movie mute your computer uh yeah uh when when she gets out what when when her and jack get out of the room and are rescued uh her performance just gets better because you, you you see her struggle with the the inability to uh, adapt or to how she could have uh, asked for her son to be let go. Cause uh, or, uh, and uh, I, I'm not speaking right now. Well, uh, whatever. Uh, how I can she take could over if you like. Yeah, no, she, she, how she, uh, she could have, uh, she could have let her son go, but, but she could, but she, she just couldn't bear to do it. And uh, the regret that she has over that at points uh, in the film. And uh, when she tries to, uh, when she tries to take her own life at, at uh, a point in the film, it, it hits really hard, especially. And it's, it's just a really powerful performance, absolutely deserving win for the Oscars. Uh, yeah. Great performance. And I am a little sad. It's not on anyone else's list. Um, so it's crazy. I look back on the year because I think this is the first like year, like I like went crazy into the Oscars. Like I watched everything I possibly could. Like I was fully engaged at the doll. Um, it's before I even joined this community. I think it was because of uh, my, the down. I'm not sure. No, I think that's too early. I don't know. But I look back at the best picture nominees. What a crazy year for the best picture. I still stand by that. It's a, it's a weird year. My number one pick for that year at the time was Room. I thought Room was absolutely insane. Now, obviously, it's Spotlight, and it's not close. Like, Spotlight's now flying up my top 100. I think it's close to, like, 20. Um, but uh, Room is something crazy because I think it was something I just didn't expect to see. I don't know who I'd pick between Jacob Tremblay or her. I think she definitely deserved to win because of the like the survivalistic nature of her character. There's a scene, um, it doesn't really ruin the movie. I think it was in the trailer, to be honest with you. But it's a it's a carpet. It's a wraps her kid up in a carpet, basically, scene. And it's one of the most heartbreaking, panicky scenes I've ever seen in my life. I also wasn't a dad at that point. So I'm really terrified to ever go back to this movie because I feel like I will have a visceral reaction to this that will be like short-term 12 level of just emotions. And I don't want that. I would have to pick a perfect day where no one else is around me. Um, but yeah, it is It is a crazy film. Um, and I think her performance is uh, 47, maybe a little high. She's kind of an actress that won Best Picture and kind of got complacent, I think. Like, it's kind of sad. Like, I don't think, like, she's been, like, amazing in anything since. But, um, uh, but yeah, good performance. Uh, no one else, two people took off their headsets, so they haven't seen it. Bowman? 
No, I've seen it. Um, I no, this is this is solid. Um, this is a good performance. I think that she's definitely my winner that year, though I haven't seen a ton of the nominees. She's definitely my winner that year. I this I think the problem is this is a movie I've never had a desire to come back to. Like I I think it was good. I liked it when I saw it. I have no desire to come back to it. And I honestly don't find myself thinking about it all that much either. And that's kind of the problem. When that's I, fair. But here's the thing. But movies normal people don't ever want to go back to. That's the shit I rewatch. Yeah, you're fucking weird. When I would have when I sat in 2015 and I would have said, Hey, Spotlight is the most unwatchable of the choices, I was completely wrong. Um, and by the way, my ranking, I just saw this out, it would be Spotlight, uh, Revenant, Big Short. So that's crazy. I'd actually put I'll take it. I'll take I'll it. I'll, three, actually, baby. I'll actually put Revenant above, uh, I'll put Big Short above Revenant. Um, I think it, I think that movie's great. Um, ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, yeah. So I'm <laughs> Bridges Spies is nominated. What a joke! That was what, a weird, what a weird nomination. What a best picture nominee. That's crazy. Um, okay. I like it too, but it's that's not best picture. Forty six. Oh right. Hey, yeah. J- Jack, are you high? No. No, uh, I just zoned out for a second. Uh, my my forty six is Francis McDormand and Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, I believe that's a yikes. So just is it? No, it's not. Ah, shit. Okay. Uh, yeah, Francis McDormand is great in this. Uh, she, uh, just just an absolutely broken human being who. Uh, I'm not, thank God I'm not a parent yet, but I could not like imagine uh, what losing a, losing a child could do to a person, but to see what it does to Francis McDormand, it, I, 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 it feels real. And uh, just the absolute quest for, for uh, her quest for justice and like just wanting to uh find the person who killed her daughter uh just so so gripping and the lengths that she goes to while you may not you may not agree uh you can at least have some degree of understanding about it and her and she just she delivers so many uh she she's got so many great scenes but her between her and sam rockwell uh and she walks into the police station. Hey, fuckhead. Uh, uh, always makes me laugh. Uh, but Sam Rockwell is also great. But no, this movie, uh, she's just, she's firing on all cylinders. Absolutely deserve the win for this movie. She's great. Anybody else have Francis? <sighs> Boatman did. No, I didn't have Francis. Someone did. because No, that... somebody else had Rockwell. Yeah, I did not have Francis McDormand. In, I don't have a three billboards performance. R, did you have Francis McDormand? I swear someone else had Francis McDormand. I, I definitely did not have Francis McDormand. Jack, did you have Francis McDormand on your list twice? No. No, I guess Bar- or, uh, Jack's the only one with 
clicked on. Yeah, it. Jay, I actually only one. Okay. Okay. I um, that definitely came. That's up. weird. I totally thought that came. Goldman, if you want to mute, you can. Um, I'm just gonna say this is the best performance in three billboards outside of Missouri, and it's not even close. Um, I actually believe that Frances McDormand has become this character in like real life. Like how she approaches speeches and stuff, I think she's kind of like changed because of that. Like oh, I got man. some shit to say. I'm like, go, dude. Girl. That no, that no, um, that lands me. I love performance. I love when she walks in. Hey, fuckhead! What? You can't. He can't. She can't just call you fuckhead. <laughs> oh, shut what? up. Hey, by the time you bitching about this, another girl's probably getting butchered out there. I like when she looks into the guy saying it goes advertising. So you basically can't say bitch, blah, blah, blah on the thing. It's $5,000. Here we go. Like she's just ready to roll. How she stands up to Woody Harrelson's character, how she stands up to her ex-husband and rolls like, and how like she's so abrasive and so hard. Like when they're like, they're, uh, they like go to her, um, like when her and, um, Peter Dinklage? Yeah. Peter Dinklage is like coming on a date and she's just like passing it because she burned down the police station. It just works really, really well for me. I think she just, she's definitely deserved the role. I don't love the movie, but I love her performance. And I think that's what makes the standout of a great performance. Francis McDormand in this is, and like how sentimental, like when she's so abrasive and so harsh, but she has those moments of just like compassion and love where she like lets that guard down to talk is some of the best acting that we've seen in this decade. So, um, and by the way, uh, Joseph Bridges spice is very bad. Um, there's a, there's a bridge, there's spies, but it's boring as shit. Um, there's no bridge built out of spies. Uh, everybody else, um, on <laughs> three billboards. That's such a broken line thing. Scrubbing off of me. Uh, what, uh, what's everybody's thoughts on this performance inside three billboards outside of it? Oh, by the way, she also gets to play off a perfect dumbass in this movie that gets way more credit than it deserves. So, like, that's the reason why she's, like, so, like, firing all cylinders because she, yeah, go ahead. So I'm a little disappointed in myself for not having this one because I'm shocked, think, I'm shocked you didn't have this one. Yeah, honestly, I think, and I think I know why. Um, I I made a I made a, a rule early on, is all. Um, oh, oh it's not the one I talked about earlier. Yeah, I know what um, you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but no, she's absolutely amazing in this. She deserved her Oscar. Um, I think that. It's one of the best performances of the decade. Um, yeah, the scene with... Um, the, and there are two scenes that I would point out. One having to do with a deer. Uh, and the other one having to do with someone coughing up blood. Um, just two great moments of acting. So, I'll put this aside for now. Two great scenes. Uh, but when you're muted. She is really good in this. I think it's affected by the fact that she's not my winner this year, so I think that's where it lies. Um, I think this is the best best actress class of the century. That's um, true. I think this has four great nominees and Meryl Streep giving a good performance. Um, but I think I think McDormand is great in this movie. She's also not my winner this year. Um, I think she's actually my third place in this year, but I think that she's brilliant. Again, it's a very difficult year. Uh, so I, I respect this pick. I do think she's the best part of this movie. Um, so, 
No, I agree with you. Like of that class, it's really hard class to compete. Yeah, mm-hmm. I respect I respect the hell out of her for winning in that year, though, because it's a great performance. We don't go Robbie personally, but I get it. I probably go I- Robbie too. I don't know. I go Francis probably. I don't know. Well, well, we may or may not be talking about my winner later. Love that fish fucking movie. Okay. Um, Fuck you. Uh, I do love the fish fucking movie, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> Put that in okay. That's how we get crashed. This is how we get crashed. I thought you said that's how we get crabs for a second, and when I was. You said that. I mean, that's also <laughs> how you get crabs, probably. <laughs> When you said, when you oh, said that, had sex, Bar, when you said, no, when co-host said I love that fish fucking movie, I really expected Bar to um, uh, put another thing in the chat. Okay, um, uh, what's your, what's your name? Emotional damage. damage. Uh, my number 45, it's Anthony Hopkins in The Father. Papa. Papa. Yeah. So this is a brilliant performance from Anthony Hopkins, who I can't, I, I don't know how old he is, but he is still giving, he is still giving fantastic performances because he, it's between him and Bozeman, but I don't know. When I made this list, I'm lean, I was leaning uh, Hopkins clearly, but uh, it's, it's so close between the two, but uh Anthony Hopkins give, gives arguably his best performance since 1991. Like, uh, like I'm I'm not kidding. The the absolute uh, what's the word I want? He he the he is so hard to display uh, like me, uh, mental illness and like uh, especially like dementia on film. But uh, the Anthony Hopkins' performance delivers it perfectly. Uh, the di- just the different moments between him and uh, Olivia Coleman make this an incredibly rewarding watch and even better rewatch. But uh, his, the whole that whole last scene, I watched this with my mom, and uh, and we were we were uh, like both almost in tears after that last scene with him. He he gives one of the best performances in the last decade that I've seen. And I love him so much in this film. Uh, just the, uh, just a beautiful portrayal of broken mind in on film. And it's great. So the oh. I, oh, I had this lower. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had this, uh, I had this in like the eighties. Um, yeah, I had to say the 88. Uh, yeah, no, Hopkins. This I think that you know there are a lot of portrayals of like dementia in film, but as someone who I, I work at a retirement home, so I kind of get to see more of the earlier signs of that close hand a lot. And I can tell you Hopkins is 130% accurate. Like Hopkins just nails it better than any actor I've ever seen portray that that type of role he is legitimately just so realistic and so heartbreaking uh and but for me like his best moments in this movie are not like his giant yelling or his super sad moments 
it's it's his happy moments, right? It's like the little dance he does or like little things like that, that because there's so much tragedy within that comedy and so much tragedy within that happiness that is so beautiful and so heartbreaking. So I I went through all the best actor nominees. I've watched every film besides the damn one that one guy got nominated twice. Disraeli? Uh, no, I seen Disraeli. It was actually oh. at the it was actually at a library in ah. my town, which is the most confusing thing I've ever seen. Emil Dannings, uh, The Way of All Flesh. Yeah, The Way of All Flesh is the only one I have not seen from the best actor, and this is uh, top ten performance for me. I think it is absolutely incredible. When I first watched that season and I was like, hey, you know, Chadwick's really good. I think Chadwick deserves it at this point. Then I watched The Father. after I watched The Father after he won. I remember that. I watched The Father after he won. And I said, how there's any question about this is confusing to me. Because I think he's absolutely the star in this thing. I think he, Anthony Hopkins has two in my top ten of acting performance that he won like his best picture of all of them he's in two um it's close to like 10 or 11 i still need to revamp my whole list um talk uh, talk it out but yeah i think it's absolutely insane though and i'm with boatman like the joy and happiness that he shares are like some of his best in that thing but i think that makes those part other parts sing like the like crazy the the Basically, yin and yang of that performance. Basically, when he's on cloud nine, when he's happy, when he's excited, and then when the dark turns, who are you? Why are you in my house? Like, it's heartbreaking. It's sad. It's depressed. Like, I've had grandparents go through that, so it's really hard to see that side of it where they don't know who you are anymore, and that's just heartbreaking and sad. Um, yeah, great performance. Forty-five, well deserved. I don't know where it would rank overall in all performances, but in the best actor category. Yeah, it's top tier. It's one of the best. Uh, everybody else on the father. Um, I really do love this performance a lot. I think that ending scene is an amazing moment of acting. Um, it's just one that I think is so recent that it just kind of didn't cross my mind. That's not to say I don't think it's deserving of being on this list at all. That's fair. Coho. Okay. Um, buddy. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Okay, so I'm. I'm gonna do my best to talk about this. I'm gonna separate the meme ness of my reaction to this. I'm gonna separate. I'm gonna separate. I'm gonna separate how hard I am on this movie with my actual thoughts. Um, I cannot separate how emotional that Oscar season was for me from the results. That is hard for me to do. Um, but I have also not watched this movie since it came out. Um, I remember seeing the performance and thinking it was good um, and thinking he did a good job. The performance did not affect me the way it affected other people. I can understand how it did. Um, I don't think this is an asinine decision. Um, I It's just not going to be that for me. Uh, I don't foresee it being that for me, um, and it's hard for me to watch that performance or to think about that performance and separate it from Chadwick Boseman and Ma Rainey. Those two performances are now inexplicably linked forever, which I think is unfair to both. Um, but I think that for me, it's like moonlight 
And La La Land, exactly. Where I think both are great films, I just think one should have beaten the other. Exactly the same thing. Uh, but I have, I, it's another one of those where I, I don't, I, I'm not mad. The difference is I'm not, like, like yeah, I, I'm not mad Moonlight beat La La Land. I'm not necessarily mad that Anthony Hopkins beat Bozeman. But I'm just, for me, Bozeman was the winner, and then he didn't get his Oscar. So from that's that's the hard part for me, and now he wouldn't let her have one. Uh, but I, it's unfair to judge the movie that way, and I do my best to not judge the performance that way. But I've also not seen it since it came out, so that's all I have to go on right now. But I cannot say this is a bad choice because it is a good performance, and I understand how it affects people. Sorry, that was very underwhelming in, in what people were expecting. You want me to come yes, out here and say Hopkins should never okay. want He's a fucking hack. Oh, he said it. I was like, he's a fucking hack. If I get punished for what I didn't even say on call about Martin Fink, I should... you did, you did, you fucker. I didn't say it on here. Who cares? Then you should get punished for what you said in the past about it. No, anything. no, it was brought up on this call, and whatever, fine, whatever, never mind. Whatever, fine. All right, I can bring up your Anthony Hopkins picks right now. Okay, right. Pardon okay, you oh, yeah, you did. My 44 is probably getting yikes. It's Jack Lemon in the apartment. Yikes. Yep. What? Honestly, yes, Joseph. To answer that comment, yes. That absolutely would have, I would have had more time to process it than that ending. I will say that. Oh, yeah. That, that was the worst choice that they could have ever done yes. without knowing who won. Yes. Like, there is a live reaction of me at the Boatman residence to that moment. Uh, somewhere. Yeah, when anyway. they made the switch, when they made the switch, and I thought it was going to go Viola and him back to back, and it didn't go that way, I'm like, once Francis, I was like, this is a problem. We're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam, so yeah, my 43. Is it your 43? Hold on. Yeah. That was yeah. Are you done? Is it 44? Oh, okay. Yeah, that was my, Zach Lemon's my 44. Thank you, guys. Uh, so... He plays Ryan Gosling in La La Land. Um, I, I, uh, I'm not, I'm not Why? fucking winning. Be safe. I'm not fucking winning. So I'm just going to stand here and be honest with you. Ryan Gosling is a performance that I fucking love. Um, I love how he embodies ambition so well. Um, as this guy who is so blinded by, by what he wants to do that when he gets something great in front of him and then how he loses his way, trying to get what he wants, that he loses what he wanted in the first place. I think that he's, a, I think Sebastian is a great character, but I think Ryan Gosling is the reason why that character works so well is that performance. Um, I love, <coughs> sorry. I love this. I, I love the scene where he's uh, talking to his sister in his apartment where he's like, where she's like, um, yeah, I'm sure if you thought that this rug was pissed on by by fucking George Gershwin, you'd think it's amazing. You'd want he's like, that's real funny. Is it true? <laughs> he's just got so many great little comedic moments like that. Or he's also got those great moments where he's just non-verbal acting, where he's like playing the piano, uh, playing their theme at the restaurant, um, and just the way he gets into it. I also love the way uh, when he's with the '80s cover band. And he makes eye contact with me, and she's like, I ran. And he's like, the fuck? <laughs> Who the fuck just request requesting I ran from a serious musician? I think he's just great throughout this. And, like, I, I think he's a good bass vocalist. I think 
he can sing the bass line pretty well. Um, so throughout, I also love the thing on the pier where he does City of Stars. I just, yeah, I love this performance a lot. And, you know, I could go on forever. It's my favorite fucking movie of all time, for God's sake. So great performance. Um, Al Pacino in The Godfather Part 2 at 48. Ryan Gosling in La La Land at 43. Delusional. <laughs> this is the best way I can put this. It's delusional. Like, listen, if I did a top acting performance, like, I'm just going to keep everybody on the that understands me. Um, James Earl Jones as uh, Mufasa isn't, it wouldn't be high on my list. Um, also, I wouldn't put uh, Jack, Leo, uh, Damon, uh, Wahlberg high on my list. So just because your favorite movie does not get you a pass to be a total, like, psychopath. Um, this performance is the best performance in La La Land. Does that make it a great performance? No. You're right, Alex. You're right. Um, um gonna die. Why? Look at that. It's look. I don't know. I don't know Coho's list. It's possible he doesn't have Emma Stone, but Emma Stone hasn't come up yet. Which, if he did have in the stone, that would hurt it way more worse. Um, exactly. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Is Cole is going to die because I know Caleb Coho and he has Emma Stone high. Yeah. So Gosling is the best performance in this movie. Um, he is the best performer in a super mediocre film. Um, for a musical that doesn't have like one catchy song. It's kind of a, like a, a really bad thing for me. It always has. And then I think that's the problem. If this didn't have music, like if it had like undertones and not like a musical musical, I think it would work a lot better. I think if you said in the sideline, they did the whole thing. They did the jazz. They don't have to sing. But like the fact that we're walking around and Emma Stone has an Oscar for <laughs> this performance. Because uh, you can't sing. Uh, Gosling is fine. Uh, 43, absolutely not. Way too high, especially over Pacino. Like, that's crazy. I've never seen some of your stuff on your list. Like, that makes sense. Like, for what you have so far. Um, no, I mean, I think Jeff Bridges is better. Like, I don't know. You know, to each of them. Uh, Paul Giamatti. And Gosling, this is the best Gosling performance from 2016. That's even worse. It's not even the best performance from 2016. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I mean, That's... you're wrong, so feel free to disagree, Coho. I wouldn't. I would. I hey, Jack. I wouldn't be talking right now if I were you. I wouldn't be talking, how, yet, buddy. How is it that the most fire has be, has come between Coho and Jack this episode? Honestly, it's because Jack thinks he can beat me and can win, so he's gonna come out and try and throw punches, so he's not last. Because it's hard. Hard. Listen, listen. You are, you have literally started paying rent. Jack, you started paying rent to the landlord of fourth place. Just deal with the fact that you're here for four more weeks. Bar cooled, Bar cooled his target off of himself in like for me for like the first ten minutes. So I think Bar just is like, if I escape through, I put yeah. I mean in the chat. Uh, I think 2016 was the year of the Academy nominating the right actor for the wrong movie because it happened twice. Ryan Gosling for La La Land instead of The Nice Guys, and Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge instead of Silence. Like it was. Oh, true. 
Like that happened in the same year. And both of them should have been nominated for the other movie. Um, Gosling, I, I like Gosling in, in La La Land. I think he's good. I I disagree personally that he's a better performance in La La Land. I personally prefer Stone. Um, but yeah, uh, I, he's solid. Again, I just think he and the nice guys is like so chaotic energy. Jesus Christ, Alex. <laughs> not one of his favorite movies. His favorite movie. So, so you literally, Bowman, just to let you know what you just said, you did agree with the Emma Stone take. So if it is higher, that's going to have weight on you. So Why is that going to have weight on me? I don't Because you said she's the better performance, and I think she's horse. I think she's terrible. So you have to live with it. You could have just. I don't have Emma Stone on my list. Doesn't help. Look, you agreed with him. Problems. Look, I'm not going to sit here and call Ryan Gosling a bad singer because he's a better singer than I am. But look, he's he's a better singer than Emma Stone. Like, eh, they're good. They're not the thing that I love in the movie. Uh, but that's. Okay. Jack, Jack, I'm just gonna say this right now. You have like massive balls to just come on here and just present the list that you presented, and then look at everybody else and be like, "Well, yeah, look at your pile of shit." Like, here's bro, the thing, bro. Here's there's the thing. Thing. Jack, you got three. You got three more picks to fuck this up, buddy. Bro. Oh, I know, and I'm gonna bro, fuck it up in one. Listen. They're building the, they're painting the Mona Lisa, and you're painting a stick figure. You can win a week, but throw a complete dog shit that they're painting. They're you, you're like sitting next to like all the great painters, and you're over there. Hey guys, <laughs> dude, you you're looking at you're looking at the fucking you're looking at the fucking Starry Night and going, what's this bullshit? You're doing not that. Me, not me. I'm talking about. Jack's I'm talking got, about like theirs, not me. Oh, Jack's got paint by numbers. Oh like, really no, no. I'm I'm aware. I'm aware. My Mona Lisa's got like a half cocked face. That's like that's not really quite good. correct. But that's like really good. Bar. He walks up and goes, "Your painting doesn't have numbers on it. How do you know what to paint?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, Cody. Listen to me. Listen to me. At least I had good picks this week. Okay. True. Just remember that. Just remember that when we I'll get remember. to the end of it. Okay. Hey, Bar. What's your next one? Um, number th- 43. Let me just double check. I got this correct. Yep, it's Christoph Waltz in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, it's... well, you knew that because he's a next episode, but I'm glad you had it. Well, I kind of figured anyway. So, and my 43 is Paul Newman in Cool Hand Luke. Yikes! Oh, wow, good bot. Oh, no, I thought I had more time. <laughs> <laughs> Jack literally flipped off the flipped off the guy who's oh. gonna do the capital punishment. It was like, oh, the chair's right there. Okay, he's you know literally no. he's literally in Star Wars right now. That trash compactor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No. I like this performance, and you know what? If you don't like the movie, fine. But you can't deny that Ryan Reynolds in Buried is actually a great performance. <laughs> 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 Shut the fuck up. Uh, this has been a fun episode, guys. Here's the thing. Let me speak. Let me
me speak. You done? Okay, cool. Uh, we've like the argument of the act. Hey, the argument of an actor uh, acting by themselves is fine and all, like Joaquin Phoenix and her. But give me another movie where the actor doesn't leave the fucking screen for the entire runtime and and holds your attention throughout the entire thing. Ryan Reynolds gives Secret I, Honor. I haven't seen it. I'm sorry. Uh, Moon. <laughs> Moon. I haven't seen it. But whatever. Well, watch movies, Jack. <laughs> okay, okay that's fair. Name a movie that I've seen that they do that. Yes. <laughs> that's what you should have Here's the thing. I, I am Ryan Reynolds gives the gives a great oh, Tom Hardy and Locke, right? Locke. What's the movie called? Tom Hardy and Locke, yeah. Locke, yeah, that he's in the car by himself. Anyways. No, but give me give me another movie where the where the actor can hold your attention uh as well as Ryan Reynolds in, in this film because Ryan Reynolds gives a hell of a performance here. Listen, the the final the final moments in that film between him and and the hostage uh, negotiator on the other end of the phone is perfect. Uh, uh, the "I'm sorry, Paul" moment, it's great, and it's all on the it's all on Ryan Reynolds' shoulders uh, throughout this film because he delivers w one of one of, if not his best, performances. Um, I know it's a little cheating, but I will also say Tom Hanks and Castaway, he does most of the movie by him absolute self on screen, just to let you know. Besides, if you count Wilson. Um, also, so I think the panel pretty much knows of like one of my least favorite actors working today is the man that you just picked. I didn't know um, this. Yes, I despise Ryan Reynolds more than like, so a performance that has like um, took on for his whole career, you know, like Al Pacino after he did that, Jeff Bridges. But the problem is I didn't realize that Ryan Reynolds was doing his entire career and making everything sound like Deadpool um, till after the fact. Like, that's just his voice, and it's the most annoying voice for me. Um, don't think Deadpool's like a terrible film, not saying that, but like watching Buried, I was jealous of him. <laughs> <laughs> like I wanted to trade places with him so bad. He makes panicked. I've seen panic. I've seen Boatman on a late call for me with something unrelated, and his acting is better than Reynolds in this movie. A lot of things just don't make sense. So I'm kind of a I'm I'm a I'm not Jim I'm not Jim Green level of like annoying when watching movies, but like if I have to like suspend my disbelief for things to like make the movie like work for me, but it's hard when he's the only one on screen. Him flipping out as much as he does in this coffin, he's dead way sooner than he is. 
He runs out of oxygen way sooner. He has a lighter in there that's got no oxygen level whatsoever. There's no way it's going to like fly. Like, there's just so many problems. The cell phone that keeps dying, that's a flip phone. Like, that's an old, like, old school phone that has battery life that no one will ever understand on this day and earth. Those batteries never died on phones. Like, don't believe you. Because he's calling people? Ridiculous. I think you could have picked any actor under the sun, put him in a box, and say, you're buried alive. You're going to get phone calls, and you're going to kick around a lot. Can you do that? Yes. I just, when this movie came up, I didn't watch it. I was like, Deadpool in a coffin. Cool. And I was so bored throughout the entire, I don't, like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Best acting performance, that's crazy. And you had the audacity to look at the three of them this week and throw, like, high archaeology. I know. But Coho at least picked, like, acting performances. Look you at my pick, bottom you, pair of co-hosts. I'm just saying, you pick this one. And you put this higher than all of them, Jack! <laughs> you picked this performance that I think would have gotten the, like, have you, you've never done one, but it's called, like, an improv class. That would have got the improv class to be very upset with you if this performance happened. Um, everybody else on Buried, have you seen it? No. No, but just... I have. God. I have seen Buried. And it is, it is, it is, it is mid. That's generously mid. Um, yeah, no, this movie's not great. Reynolds is not that great in it. This would never have sniffed this list. And the fact that you were looking at me all week going, oh, you fucker, let's put you at last and bury you. And then you had this above all seven of the ones you were like, oh, I'm winning. You were high-stepping to the end zone, and then you fumbled on the one. Oh, a basketball yeah. rather part two. <laughs> so, so, fuck you, Jack. Out my face. <laughs> okay. So, Coho, what's your pick? Uh, my number 42 is uh, William H. Macy and Fargo. Really surprised Barr did not yikes that. Uh, okay. Uh, so, I think William H. Macy's... Oh, 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 one. Okay. Uh, William H. Macy, I think, is brilliant as Jerry Lundegaard. I think he does an incredible job of capturing the, the accent, yes, but also, like, just this really shifty, uncomfortable, nervous guy the entire time that feels like he has to be, that has to be in control of the situation, and he can't. He's just so incompetent. Um, I think that he's brilliant throughout. I love his uh, interactions with Francis McDormand and the dealership. Um, my favorite moment is where he's just doing the true coat scene. And he's like, gotta tell you about the ceiling. Gotta tell you on the ceiling. We already put, well, let me go talk to my boss. Goes in the other room. He's like, I, are you watching the Gophers? You going to the game on Saturday? You got an extra ticket? Are you kidding? I think that whole bit is great. I think William H. Macy is great when he's in the opening scene talking to Carl and Gare, where they're like, why do you need the, well, these are, well, these are personal matters. Uh, and just, the way he like like brushes things off and obfuscates throughout this movie, I think William H Macy is brilliant. He's going, he goes round for round with McDormand in scenes and holds his own. Um, I think William H Macy is brilliant in Fargo, and and honestly doesn't get as much credit as he deserves um, because he gets overshadowed by McDormand. I think a little, uh, but I think that he's incredible and absolute category fraud putting him in supporting. 
should have been in lead and honestly should have been contending for that award as well. So, no one else had this performance. I just oh. forgot. I'll be honest. I wow. don't know how that happened. Okay. I should have had it. I I fully admit this should have been on here. Yeah. Um. So McDormand is good, but I don't think the performance works as well if it ain't. He does. He's not the opposite side of it. I think he's absolutely incredible in this. Um. He does stuff that I'm just like. <laughs> this is going to sound bad. I don't mean any offense to this. I promise. But this is Boatman in a role like like over his head. Like he gets put into a situation that's just way too big and like doesn't know what he's doing. Like we did uh, the Fargo script read. And he was Gary Lundergan. <laughs> I love that. Because, like, when he comes back and he has talking about the, what was it called? What did you say? The true coat. Um, The true coat. The true coat. And then basically gets basically gets put back into his face about, like, you covering the cost of the true coat and stuff, like, on him. Like, fucking liar. Like, yeah. He's so mad. And he's like, we, you want me to go checkbook? Like, when I talked to, when I talked to Boatman about things, like, whatever, and he gets frustrated, like, that's him going to check, like, Count the carlos on the line. Like, oh, I'll go do it. That's what you're, I, well, there's no need to get, you know, like calm down, like trying to like get him back down to earth. Yeah, and like his interactions with his father-in-law, I think are like some of my favorite points in this film. Wait, we're we're not play ball. Here. We're gonna play ball with these Jerry. Like, I just love this. Are going to McDonald's? Yeah. I love Fargo because Fargo doesn't. Oh, Fargo is one of those movies that if you added like a few more. Like, if you add to the runtime, I think loses a lot. Like, I think this movie could go straight off a cliff, but it runs the perfect length of time, has standout characters, but gets in and gets out. It's a per- It's one of those perfect movies. Um, great choice. If you're the only one with William H. Macy from Fargo, that does it. That's a massive help. Uh, everybody else on Fargo. Like I said, I should have had this looking at my 100. This at the very least, would have made like 95, if not more, as I give it more thought. But at the very least, should have been like 95. I don't know how I forgot about it. I It just slipped through the cracks, and I have no excuse for it. Also, very accurate depiction of a Minnesota car salesman. I have met Jerry Lendegard before. Yeah, no, he's great. He, he's really great in this film. Uh <laughs> Yeah, he's great. Also, Cody, it does work if you make the runtime longer, though, because they did a series of Fargo, and season one is incredible. I haven't seen but it's it. Totally, it's a different story, though. What did you I just know. say? Did you literally just say, I haven't seen it, but it's incredible? What? No, no, no. I've only seen season one, but season oh. one is incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's a different... Like I'm it's saying, different yeah, entirely. Probably, That's like, fair. that kind of story <laughs> in know. that setting, perfect, like... That's a perfect for like a crime or whatever they're doing in Fargo. I don't know. Oh. But like, but the story of Jerry and like that, if it overstays, goes too long, it's a it's a convoluted mess. I don't think that would work. I absolutely but, recommend Fargo season one to you because you would love Billy Bob Thornton in it, Cody. That's like a very Cody character. Um, all right. Um, Barb, would you like to talk about William H. Macy in Fargo? Um, it, it's, it's a movie where... I love so many of the performances. I felt like I would just be flooding the list if I picked all of them. So I stuck to one, uh, which will come later. Okay. Um. All right. 
Bar, 42. Paul Giamatti sideways. That is a yikes. <laughs> you poor man. My 42 <laughs> is Jack Lemon in Days of Wine and Roses. Yikes. Holy shit. I guess we're back. Dang it. Bro. Why can I do this to myself? I, need to just, I just need to check things higher because, dang it, I watched the movie and, like, I didn't have to watch it this week. But I'm glad I did. I'll, I'll say that. Um, All right. My number 42. My number 42 is Alan Rickman for Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part 2. Oh, that's actually fair. You ain't, ain't going to get anything from me. That's totally fine. Yes. Hopefully you don't have anything okay, it's that one, I disagree with. It's one thing that uh, for an actor to uh, give the performance of this guy who's just a total dick. But it's another thing for this one film to flip what we had thought about that character on its head. Because his performance as Snape, you see the the things that uh, you 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 see that he actually did truly care, even if he didn't show it in the in the greatest of ways. But that memory, the scene where they go back into Snape's memories, kills me every single time. It that one line that they brought back in Fantastic Beast 3 and it didn't mean shit. Uh, anyways, uh, that one line, that one always, when he says always, it tears me apart every time. Just an, another actor would have, uh, could have tried to, tried to do way too much with one word, but Alan Rickman just gives the perfect, subtle, uh, subtle delivery and it, it, it's great. But his performance throughout the entire thing He's not in it as much as other other actors, but he leaves the biggest impression in this film. He's perfect as Severus Snape. That that is Severus Snape taken right out of the pages of the book and put on screen. And he and he completes his arc uh, in this film just absolutely perfectly. And yeah, I love him. I love him to death. He honestly, he he could even be higher if I'm talking favorites, but. He just fell here. Uh, anybody else? I don't think anybody else had this performance. Mm -hmm. No. no. Um, yeah, Snape's my, Snape's my favorite character from the Harry Potter movies. Um, books, too, overall. Uh, he's just the most misunderstood. Um, you think he's the villain. You At some point, you definitely think he is, um, especially at the end of Six. Um, and just to realize, and like, I know there's like this now backlash or something coming out that like he's the real, like he is an awful human being for what he did and stuff like that. I mean, if you want to talk about awful human being, that's Dumbledore. Uh, Dumbledore knew all these things and just didn't relay them to anybody and just let people die and stuff like that. So Dumbledore is yeah. the real villain. Thank you, Jay Burns, for pointing that out to me one time. Um, but uh, yeah, Alan Rickman, that scene, the, I think, I think it's the montage scene basically. Um, uh, where he um, like the the, the 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 tear and going through and figuring it out and like his yeah. pain and his thing and like I love those little moments like him killing Dumbledore where he's like what do you ever think that I don't want to do this and he's like you ain't got a choice man like you gotta do this and his heartbreak of like losing an actual friend that Albus was to losing her and claiming for the kid that he doesn't have anything but the only thing connection to her it's his eyes, like it, that's where he sees it. 
It's a great performance. I um, what do you mean? Nope. Time you, spent. Time, you want to get timed out again? I don't know what nope means. Let let them defend themselves. I just want to see. Um, uh, but yeah, I think this performance is absolutely incredible. I think him throughout the series is incredible. I think the books also help me care about this character more, to be honest with you, because I don't think the movies do adjust justice for Snape. I think in geek culture, we kind of burned out this character a little bit. We've talked about it as nauseam, Harry Potter's and trivia. And, you know, it doesn't hold the same weight as it used to, but for me, great. Um, everybody else on Alan Rickman uh, from Deathly Hallows Part 2. Um, I, I think this is a, this is a very good performance. I think this is probably the best he is in all eight, but that's just because he gets something totally, he gets, he, we see more, the most of Snape in this one than anything else. And we get more about him. So I think that's what makes this performance better than the rest. Um, may, I think it might just have more to do with the circumstances of the finale than necessarily like him step. I mean, he definitely does step up and evolve what he's doing, but I, I think like, I think he plays Snape great in all eight. Um, I just think the ending we gave him more credit because it was the last time and there was more reveals to it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't fault you for it. I think the 40s is a little high. Um, but I can't fault you for having it. I think it's a great pick. This would probably be one of my this would be one of the three Harry Potter performances that I would have considered for this list. I thought this was a good choice. So. I'm I'm interested in what the other two are. I'll tell you about it later. Yeah. We're running long. <laughs> Uh, uh, I have not seen this movie. Uh, why do you play Phantom? Why wait, play wait, Phantom? what? Why do you play Phantom? I knew that was coming. He said, "Why?" why? But I said, "Why?" Oh, because oh. uh, it gives me chances to work on character performance. That and I like. Why is that the most important thing? Robin <laughs> Allen Rickman. <laughs> that and I like trivia. Uh the sure. the pensive scene is like one of is like top three Harry Potter scenes in general. So like yeah, no, pensive scene. I I think Rickman gets a nomination for supporting actor for me that year. Um because he's that good. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey. I don't know if he's back yet. We're on 41. Sorry. Um, what's the next one? We're on 41, so we're going to the last one. I don't right. think I'm going to talk, but this is the second time I'm bringing up my second favorite actor, and that would be James Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life. Yikes. There we go. Okay. Joho, you confused the crap. <laughs> go back to our messages earlier today. Did it matter? I guess not. I guess okay. it didn't. I didn't realize that was a thing. Okay. So. What? Uh, I Nothing. Can't, we'll talk about I later. can't. I can't divulge that information because the panel might gang. Uh, all right, bar. I think I finally get to talk. Uh, my number forty-one is Bill Nunn in Do the Right Thing. Yeah, just kidding. Oh, you <laughs> <of a> bitch. <laughs> that, that was good. I saw do the right thing. I was like, I just thought I have to be the one to do it because it's the only one he'll believe could possibly have fire. This is true. Um, this is sort of uh, this is sort of like what Boatman was saying about Burt Lancaster, where his presence on screen 
is so large. Um, like anytime he walks on screen, he's the only person that you can look at. Um, and I think what just it, I don't think that if you haven't seen this movie, what are you doing? But um, spoilers. Um, when he dies at the end, it it would not be effective if he wasn't so good in this role. Uh, it, it the the love and hate monologue is great. Um, but some of the other things that I look at are like the D battery moment. It's just really funny. Um, D motherfucker D. Um, and there's like little things like that, that just build up this character so well. And Bill Nunn is just giving a wonderful performance. And as I said, his death is heartbreaking. He is playing that scene so well. Uh, and I hate to say that, um, but yeah, his performance in this is just so large and so effective that you can't look away when he's on screen. There Sorry. Sorry, my wife's home. We were talking about this. Sorry. Um, so I rewatched this movie. Um, had it, don't, don't shoot the messenger. I had this movie in a lot higher up in my original rankings it went down a little bit on rewatch um i don't think it's a bad performance i just think there's some stuff that spike lee like it's spike lee so i think spike lee just likes to hammer some points home a little bit too much i think this movie is the less like guilty for that but there's some stuff that i'm just like i don't enjoy or don't like um he this is a performance that i i, I think is a correct choice from this i think there's a few actually you could pick um, but I Him think or Danny Aiello was close too. I just think this is a performance that, like, it's kind of like I think the ensemble of this movie just is what makes this movie work. So when you pick one out of it, it's kind of like a hard thing for me. So it's a little higher for me that it's a little higher than I would have put it. I would have put it in the lower seventies, eighties, nineties range. But don't hate you for the pick. I think it's actually a really good uh, movie and great choice. But it's just where it was masterpiece level for me. Um, it's more like four stars for me, but still good. Still really good movie. I didn't hate my time. You know, there's just stuff that I had problems. Um, everybody else on his performance. Yeah, I think my problem is that, and maybe Barr has some of these higher. I think this is the third best supporting performance from Do the Right Thing. I think Danny Aiello is better, and I think uh, Giancarlo Esposito is better. I I think both those uh, Bugging Out and Sal are both better, have a lot more to do in this movie. Like, sure, you get the great love and hate monologue, but, like, I, I for me, like, the, the bugging out and Sal are, like, the two points of extreme in the, the story that Mookie is caught in between. And I think those two are what make the movie, not necessarily Raheem, who is more of, a casualty of the extremes. Yeah, if I were to pick a performance from this film, I'd pick uh, Giancarlo Esposito. I think he's fantastic in it. Uh, yeah. yeah, like uh, he he's a, he, like I have yet to see very many films from '89, but right now he's my best supporting actor winner. That's true. Have you seen Glory? No. Okay, then you're good. Coho, um, I know that. I know that you. I just want to say something real quick. Uh, I'm just a little surprised because 
Esposito is probably my three or four in that movie, personally. That's weird. Because hmm. Esposito is my number one also. Uh, I, I think Esposito is better also. Um, I like Spike Lee better. Honestly, I kind of like Danny Aiello better. Um, yeah, no, I Aiello is better. Think, I think this cast is really good, though, so I can't really fault you for having anyone from it. Like, they're all great. I, this is just not the pick I would have made. But sure, like, respect. I, I mean, you could virtually say anyone from this movie at any point on this, on this list, and I'd agree. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. My 41 is, uh, yikes from earlier, John Candy in Planes, Trains, and Autumn. My wife is really touching me right now. Are we talking or no? Yeah, I'm talking. Talking, yeah. All right. John Candy in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. You the only one? Uh, Jack had it earlier. Yeah, I had it in like the 80s. Trains come for some people. 82. Anyway, John Candy in this movie. Um, This is... One of the greatest comedic performances of all time. John Candy is so funny in this, right? Like, just even from his first introduction, Del Griffith just has this energy about him that is like, yes, it's annoying. Like, this is a tough job, right? Being the annoying one in the road trip comedy is such a tough job, because you have to be annoying enough to annoy the main character, but you also have to be likable enough that the audience doesn't want to strangle you. And Candy does it perfectly because he's just the right amount of anno- annoying in like the first part. And then the movie shifts itself on you. 20 or 30 minutes in, we get that killer of a monologue. Like just murder. You want to hurt me? Go ahead. Like, come on. Perfect monologue. And then through the rest of the movie, he's just finding that perfect balance of the, the just the right amount of tragedy behind his comedy. I love this performance so much. He should have won Best Actor that year. That is my opinion. He should have not only been nominated for Best Actor, should have won Best Actor that year. That's my opinion. I agree with you because he's great. This was my 82. Uh, John Candy gives an all-timer of a comedic performance in this film. Uh, the My wife likes me scene brings me to tears every time. Yep. That, that, that final scene bet- uh, with candy and and uh, and martin is, is perfect it, it's just the perfect it, it leaves you with a smile on your face uh that that final scene and candy just gives it has so much heart in this film it, it, like you you can't point to another performance i think that has more heart than than candy in this like i i, I haven't seen it because uh, a performance with more more heart because candy just he makes you laugh and he and he makes you cry just as hard. Uh and it's it's the perfect comedic performance. Uh yeah. I want to see that I, I I might rewatch this film uh really quick after uh after the show. I'll tell you that much. It, it's great. 
Bowman, you couldn't be more right overall. Uh, this is the greatest comedic one of the greatest comedic performances of all time. Uh, on my top 100, I think I had a little lower than my cousin Vinny, but that's not to say over the character. I think I think John Candy's character in this. I think John Candy in general was one of those lost way too soon. Um, I think I think he's one of the greatest comedic actors, and I think with playing trains and automobiles, as much as I love Steve Martin. This movie does not work without John Candy. Um, his the mess around scene still to this day makes me like laugh uncontrollably. I still love the line that says, "We're going the wrong way." Well, how the hell does he know where we're going? <laughs> and like, okay, buddy. Like, I, I always watch it around Thanksgiving, but it's a movie I can pop off it, pop on any time. Like, I just love how just how funny it is. Um, but yeah, I. I don't know what was nominated against 87. That was Michael Douglas Wall Street. So I mean, I haven't seen Wall Street in full. So that's, that's a tough one to beat because of the dramatics. But I'm not. It's just that if they did, didn't hate comedy so much, I'm really surprised. Like going through original screenplay, like how much some com- comedic, like like comedy yeah. scripts actually got the nod. Like it's kind of crazy. Back yeah, then. of all they hated John Hughes for whatever reason. They right. really hated John Hughes. One more thing I want to quick say about Candy. I he was gone way too soon. And I think if he if he would have lived longer, he would have done the Williams. I think he would have become like a top-tier dramatic actor of like the 90s and 2000s. And no, I, I think he would have won an Oscar. I think I think that's true. Like I love like I absolutely love the scene like when you say you hate me, like hate me, like that's just fine. Like I, I'm just a guy that's trying. And then you find out what the character is like actually going through. Like he just want, he doesn't have anybody, and he's just trying to cling to everybody. It's the just subtle movement on my wife likes me. Is oh. it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, I love this performance. I kind of want to watch this movie now. Yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. Great, great, great choice. Great choice. Um, okay. Uh, take us home. Oh, I haven't, I haven't seen this, by the way. Yeah. Group watch? I've never seen this one. This is a huge blind spot of mine that I plan to remedy this year. Uh, um, This one's hard for me because John Candy is one of my favorite performers in general. Um, I do. He is like a big influence on my comedy. Um. It's just, while I think this is a great performance, it's just not one that kind of circled my radar when I was making this list. So. Take us home, Jack. All right. Um, Yeah. My number 41, it's a performance from my second favorite film ever. It's Daphne Keene in Logan. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. You can you can say you can say oh, the, the, any any kid could have done that. Fine, I don't care. I love her in this film. I think she, I think she, I think she is just great. I think she steps up to the task and just gives a solid, like a truly fantastic performance. Uh, 
I don't I, I don't care what anyone else has to say. Her uh she she has great moments of humor, especially uh in those like subtle uh scenes between her and Professor X, uh like with Patrick Stewart, uh between her and Logan for fuck's sake. Like she she gives uh a hell of a performance for a child actor. Uh and that last scene between her and Hugh Jackman, uh between her and Logan, it it breaks my heart every time and the the journey that that uh that laura has gone through through the film of losing uh losing the the person that had basically rescued her from uh from these people who had only uh <laughs> had only um uh, uh losing the person that rescued her from these people that only made her to be a weapon and then losing uh not one but two father figures in a way uh it her performance through this is just fantastic and I, I, it's part of the reason why i love this film so much she brings so much to the table and it's it's great um I'm an X-Men apologist. Um, I've said this before. I love the X-Men. Um, besides Spider-Man, I think like X-Men is like top tier for me. Um, I don't care about this performance at all. And that's the best way I can put it. I think it got a lot of praise for what it did, but Angry Little Girl doesn't work for me. Like, the performances inside Logan are two people. Um, our, uh, our Professor X, Logan. Those are the two. She's there. She's the nice piece. She's like a change of pace. Like, that's nice. But overall, nothing for me. Everybody else. Um, but, you know. let me have this opportunity. You willingly let me have this argument. Any kid could have done that role. Um... That's not true. Uh, I think that she's really good, but like, forty-one. Uh, if this was like in your one hundred to ninety, I'd be like, okay, cool. But like, wow, okay. Yeah, I. She does make my five for supporting actress. I don't even know. I don't even think she's my number one for like young actor actors of 2017. I'm sure there are better like life. young actor actors. I swear on my life, if you put Jacob Tremblay in uh, fucking Wonder above her in this, who is? I mean, it's close. He's good in Wonder. He is good in Wonder, but <sighs> I think he might be better. I. I don't know. Brooklyn Prince on the Florida Project, I think, is running circles around. Actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen yeah. the Florida Project. I'll, I haven't seen the Florida Project. I want to. I that's different. I I watch fandom movies and then sometimes Oscars. No wonder why. This How are you not champions? Oof. That's because that's I'm sad. bad. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Muted. That's the show, everybody. Is my Wi-Fi still going on? I think my Yeah, you're good. Going. Am you're I here? Cool. You're, yeah. here. you're here. Everybody's freezing. This is a bad night. Um, so 
Um, winner this week, I'm going to oh, this. This is the hardest week that we've had so far. I'm going to piss one person off. I'm going to piss the other person off. Uh, I'm going to go first place. Didn't get to talk much, but I'm going bar. I think bar yeah! this week. Um, I just think with Audrey, ha- Audrey Hepburn, not a big fan, but had Gloria Swanson, had good, like had Joe Pesci from Goodfellas. I understand people will get praises for higher up, but right now where we're sitting, Robin Williams, Goodwill Hunting, William Holden, Christoph Watts. I think that's a super strong list for me overall. And I agree with everything, but I think that's the strongest that overall. Second place would be Boat by Super Close. I thought John Candy was going to flip it. I didn't get to talk about Winding Roses. That does help, but I don't think it overshadows what was. Um, I'm going to get spanked for Giamatti, and Barr's going to get off scot-free on it. What do you mean you're going to get spanked for Giamatti? Because you, I'm going to have Giamatti higher, and you're going to like destroy me for it. And Barr gets a win. Okay, off you, having can we pull? Team. Can we pull this up? Glorious wants to Joe Pesci, Robin Williams, Golden Holden, and Christoph Waltz, and Giamatti That's- above him, and he's not going to get spanked for that. We'll talk about. I can't talk about it right now, but I. I mean, fair, but I then I, I own the pass for Giamatti. Fair, fair. So maybe the movie is not. I think Giamatti's the best thing in that movie, and I'll explain when we get there. Okay, okay. that's the way I'll stand with that. Pull Boatman's list back up. Like John King, like there's just, I just Jack Lemmon just watched for the very first time. I think Paul Newman, Good Will Hunting. You have great, like great performance, but all time favorites for me. I think that's where the difference lies overall. Um. Okay. Um, third place, uh, hold on. Oh, third place. I don't even know why this was even considered close. This is Coho. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why there was an argument. I mean, he did have Al Pacino. He had things higher, and that's an issue for me a little bit. But, like, you had, you had Ryan Reynolds and Barry. Like, I'm sorry. You made me watch an hour and a half of just Ryan Reynolds on screen. Talk about the most, like, revenge thing anybody could ever do to me. If there's a two-hour movie with him only on the screen, fucking kill me. I hate my life. Also the only one to have William H. Macy. So That's also the only one to have William H. Macy Fargo is, like, I could right now do a double feature of uh, Fargo and, um, uh, Playing strange in automobiles, like that's how I'm feeling tonight. That's how it works. So that's a him to only have that crazy to me. Um, so a few things. A lot of the list we will finalize. Me and Co will sit down and talk. Me and Kirk too. We'll talk about um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. He likes he likes being spanked. It's fine. Um, no, we no, will no, talk. Let him take spankings. It's fine. We will talk about um, uh, what l- the combined list, like yeah. the com- combined stuff from the uh, Facebook post. Coho uh, is doing top forty musicals. Yes, I am. List. So start Please. sending them now. You can yeah. revamp them. You can change them. But um, I just want to. I want your first draft lists as soon as humanly possible, so I can get an idea of what I need to start watching for lists. Yeah, so he's on top 40, so well, basically what I've told him he has to do is, like, 
if you're going to do a top 40, you have to watch the thing. So when yeah. they come in, Bowman had to watch a lot of animated stuff for it. So like, I expect you when you do one, you watch it. So uh, animated included in the musicals. If it sings, you can yes. use it, right? Yeah. Yes. Sure. The rules are if it is a Depends. musical, if it is a musical, pick it. If you don't, if you think it is a musical, put it on your list, defend it. Uh, and the only other qualifier been asked by people is do pro shots count? I'm going to say if it is filmed, it looks like a movie. Defend it. I'm going to say defend it to me. That's what I'll say. So we're basically talking about the rent special. Uh, okay. So defend it. That's all I'm um, saying. Just come on, defend it. Put Hamilton one, you'll win. Uh, so that's the list. Um, do that. Uh, also, Kirk's working on scenes um, for a top 100. And that will, I'm announcing this now. That is the last top 100 we are doing at this point in time. We may bring it back at some point, but we are going to take next year as a complete hiatus from top 100. Um, we like them. We're enjoying them. But they're kind of burning out people from lists. Um, mm-hmm. And we like me, Coho, and Kirk kind of want to like keep a rotation going. And we want to like have some just fun one-off episodes that we don't have to do a lot of prep for. Um, so a few that I can announce, we're doing top action scenes, uh, top sports moments. That's also coming back. So if you're in sports, we're definitely doing that. Um, and then we're also going to do – we're going to bring the bracket back. So if you're here, uh, the bracket will probably appear like once a month. And they're going to be off topics, not music, not all movie topics. I think one we talked about is chain restaurants. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll also probably do music, like probably. Uh, probably some music. Um, yeah, some some. But I also want to go like crazy with it, like pet peeve, something we can just have like a full on open discussion about, like just to talk about, like what do you think is worse? You know, a uh, person that doesn't use their turn signal or a person that. Uh, you know, the person that honks behind you while the light just turned green. These are fun things that I would oh love to discuss God. with this community. I think it'd be fun. Uh, but yeah, please start. Uh, and if you have any more added to that list, I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, but thank you all. Uh, Bar gets his first win. That's crazy. We'll see what happens. Uh, come back next week. See ya. Your guilt has been determined. This is merely a sentencing hearing. Now what will it be? Death or exile? You better lawyer up, asshole. Because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. So. Normally, I would say Alfida Zane. But since what Alfida Zane actually means is till I see you again, and since I never wish to see you again, to you, sir, I say good. <laughs>